Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 26th of June 2010. Wait, 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 hang on, hang I'm your host, Dead Train. I'm going to be today. Rob <laughs> again. Shouldn't Zach have done the intro? And Zachary Lurgis. What? What? <laughs> yeah, we've decided you're doing intros now, so you now have to start. <laughs> oh, awesome. Go on. Are you ready? Take I'll, two. <laughs> take two. I'll just do the one that I did on my video. Hello, internet. <laughs> <laughs> Good ears. <laughs> Hello, internet. And yes, this is our podcast. Yeah, not a video. This is our podcast with people on it, which we like to call the salad cast. It's a name. <laughs> With people. With people. <laughs> it's got people on it rather than autonomous beings. <laughs> yes. Robot podcasters of the future. Take notes. This is how we did it. This is game. Game is shit. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's like that robot. <laughs> robot. <laughs> Robbie the robot. I am robot. I serve pizza from my belly. <laughs> and then eat it so it goes back into <laughs> and my belly and it then comes out again. It's perpetual pizza. <laughs> You've got like a pizza oven in your butt. <laughs> That's everything that goes down. Serving. <laughs> oh, oh, lovely. Uh, still probably better than stuffed crust. What? I'm, I'm anti-stuffed crust, definitely. You're anti-stuffed crust? It's the, it's the processed cheese. How long have you been anti-stuffed crust and we've like got it like every week? Yeah, but I've always said... He always has the one that's not stuffed crust. Yeah. Have you not noticed? Have you not noticed this? Uh, that happened once, I thought. We normally always, always get just get stuffies. Normally he's not here. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, oh, that is true, actually. Yeah, exactly. And what's the Domino's equivalent where you have the double? The Dominator. I can't stand those. Dominator boost. I love the Dominator. So they just so slide sickly. apart. Yeah, yeah. No, that's double decadence that does that. The oh, dom- so Dominator's is more sort of... I don't know, it's hard to describe. The double decadence is quite literally two pizza bases with a sort in a sauce sandwich kind of thing, whereas the double decadence is like a more cheesy sauce and it's kind of baked into the base, which is sort of yeah. so it makes it a lot more stable. Right. And stuffed crust is that only available at Pizza Hut? It's only available at Pizza Hut or from Chicago Town, like freezer boxes. Mm. I think that's why, because we always used to go to Domino's and now we started going to Pizza Hut more. Yes, because so, they have better online deals. <laughs> I can't help laughing at your crazy moustache situation you've got going on today. <laughs> For those of you that can't see, <laughs> as in all of our listeners, he's got a sort of 70s, what, what do you call it's, that? It's a Lemmy bar. Yeah, it's a Lemmy style motorhead, just missing the huge wart that he has on the side of his face. Oh, no, I'm not envious of that bit. Yeah, <laughs> but you're pretty much Lemmy the bass Well, yeah, I, I kind of just woke up and then it's like, oh, I need a shave. And you woke up and then it was just like that. <laughs> yeah, like, some, something happened in the night. <laughs> oh, I woke up and I was like, oh, I need a shave. And no one was like, you totally have to leave a tash. And I'm like, better than that. <laughs> I'll leave handlebars. Okay. Uh, this, is for, this is for one day only no one will see <laughs> in fact no one didn't, was quite um, reluctant to let me out of the house with it so. yeah <laughs> funny within these walls but uh, beyond <laughs> just embarrassing it is it is strange running my hand across it and finding <laughs> just patches of beard I mean obviously that must like be the norm for people with like goatees and shit but it's it's, it's, it is kind of strange to just feel a slight it's like a rim of hair. <laughs> really strange. So what's this podcast about, Zach? I can't remember. <laughs> Is it about pizza? Or yeah, but it's about pizza, moustaches, and biscuits. Yeah, really. Okay. I really can't remember. It's actually about me. 
video games. Video games. So shall we? St- shall we uh, start with the classic question? Who wants to go first this week? You probably need okay. because we always not first. have you go first and then you go last and then you okay. go left. <laughs> so I've been playing. La Noire. La Noire. Still. <laughs> Some more La Noire. So I'm getting through LA Noire. Is it not finished uh, yet? Or are no. you on the expansions? Uh, I mean, well, the things. Well, whatever. that's the interesting thing. The DLC stuff slots into the game, so it doesn't go after, it just expends, well, yeah, extends you, the game. You must have already gone past <laughs> those points by the time you even got there. Yeah, so you'd have to go back if you hadn't. If you hadn't gone past. Yeah, but had you gone past? Not for the ones that I downloaded, because they were in the later case uh, uh, desks. Oh. So the one I downloaded that I played was in the um, vice desk that I was on. I've just got to the end of that, but it just slotted right in there in the middle. Oh. And actually was quite good, and added um, quite a lot to... It, it filled out some sort of characterization because you... Because in that case, it was quite a long case, and... Um, it had uh, some old from characters from previous tests that you old partners that you've worked with. They all came back and started talking about <laughs> each other and stuff, and it was quite an interesting case. Um, you can see. So without it, obviously, adding much to the overall story because it was a drop in. It actually was quite illuminating, which was quite nice. Rather mm. than it purely being just a case and it all about the story of the case, it had extra stuff about the characters in the police force that you were with. They have said so. that there's still quite a few more cases to go, though, isn't there? including one on traffic desk, so there will be some backtrack. Yeah, so I'll have to backtrack for that one. But the next one is on the last desk, I think, the Nicholson Electroplating, is it? Or the one where oh, the, the pre-order bonus. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's the one I did. I can't remember. No. No, there's one which has a big explosion, which is coming out next week or something. Woo! Uh, and... <laughs> And that'll be in the arson, <laughs> obviously. Because <laughs> we're investigating the arson. But then also Reefer Madness is in uh, <laughs> is in the Vice Desk, so I'll have... Oh, uh, wait. So I thought Vice Desk was the last desk. No, the arson is the last desk. And you have to wonder why that wait, is. Yeah, what is yeah. arson better than Vice? That's why you want to... You get be... massive devotion. In, indeed. Well, because right. in the 1940s, people didn't care so much about drugs. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> true. Well, I mean, the government didn't care. They didn't put all the, you know, money into... The war on drugs. Well, a lot of the drugs in this, in this, that you're investigating in the vice stuff, is all army surplus morphine. It's this big <laughs> shipment that got... Uh, I vice was stuff. hose and shit, not drugs. It's both, yeah. I think. <laughs> hose and shit. <laughs> good good yeah. description. I still think that... I'd love it if that was on your, like, um... <laughs> 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 like, like a police van. Vice, hose <laughs> They call it advice, which I don't think ad is short for administrative. I'm not sure quite why. They give you advice on vice. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 advice. That, makes, <laughs> that kind of makes sense. It's, it's the people that do all the admin of the vice-related stuff. So the suppliers, I guess. It's like I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm administering pure vice, <laughs> and you got to stop them. Yeah. No, it's going Just well. Clamp down on those hardware stores. You see what I do? Clamp down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you know that that was a joke, or did you very quickly Afterwards. realize? Realize, <laughs> <laughs> quickly. Let's make a joke out of that. Nice little puns. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's going well. Uh, you know, still uh, the facial stuff is still really awesome, and the, but uh, and uh, vice and facial. Yeah, you get the. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to make a some kind of link there. <laughs> um... Uh, but there are more sort of action-oriented cases later on, like and this, the big one at the end of um, uh, 
Vice has you going all over town to lots of different shootings and and um, having lots of action sequences and stuff, and they work fine. I was I was struck that uh, earlier on I was thinking uh, that I ought to mention that Assassin's Creed often has these sections where you have to tail someone through the streets and uh, blend into the crowd, and they keep turning around and looking for you, and then walk off, and then you have to carry on following them. And if you get spotted, you fail, or whatever. And they're, they're, they're quite good, although they happen a bit too often at the start of Brotherhood, I found. Anyway, but I was thinking that stuff would be perfect for L.A. Noir, wouldn't it? Of following people through the streets, and then stopping and hiding. That is true. And stuff. And then I was thinking, why don't they put that in there? And then, of course, the next time I played it, it was in there. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't quite as polished, let's say, as Assassin's Creed, because you could do the kind of going incognito thing that you can do in Assassin's Creed where you sit on a bench and read a newspaper, you know, uh, and you could look in shop windows, which made you, you invisible. You cut holes in the newspaper. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, the thing is, because it's third person, you can just see around you anyway, can't you? It's the classic trick. It's the same in Assassin's Creed. You hide behind a wall, your character couldn't possibly see, but since it's third person, you can still see around the corner. Uh, it's a staple of uh, stealth, isn't it? Since sort of Splinter Cell One or Metal Gear Solid, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, it's quite awkward compared to Assassin's Creed. Uh, it did work, but uh, it's like you can't do that blending into the crowd thing, of course, because that's an Assassin's Creed mechanic, which is quite integral, isn't it? But that would have been quite good to have in in the in the sort of. Tail, tailing sequence because I thought it makes less sense than that's, that's, that's the same thing. it's like look at me in my stupid clothes I'm totally blending in yeah it's 1940s where it's like look at me I'm just a guy yeah everyone looks <laughs> like yeah you would totally blend in as Detective Phelps because you're not even in a policeman's uniform you're just in a sharp suit or whatever yeah so you could blend in quite nicely whereas in Assassin's Creed yeah it is a bit silly <laughs> when they first introduced Assassin's Creed 1 they showed that video and you like blended in with a load of monks who also had white yeah. Yeah, like, cows, and that actually made sense ever since you could just blend in with whoever the hell's on the street uh, yeah but uh, I did keep failing that sequence because in L.A. Noir because it was just, um, just slightly awkward getting the 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 um, distance right because if you hang back too far he starts complaining that you're going to lose them but they get more paranoid the closer you get to them so it's actually best to tail them at the extreme end of the length of the distance you're allowed because you're less likely to be spotted that way and um, it's quite annoying because they'll cross the street and then you'll have to wait for the, the the traffic lights. Or you could just run across the street, Grand Theft Auto style. But then all the cars start beeping their horns and stopping and then they'll turn around because they hear the commotion, which mm. is quite clever, but kind of annoying. <laughs> You're trying to tail someone. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. It added a bit of variety. I thought, hmm, why don't they do that? And then they totally did. <laughs> so yeah. But the character movement in L.A. Noir is... is quite awkward, which makes things like that more difficult compared to Assassin's Creed. Because the thing is, it's the same when you're walking around looking for clues, obviously. It has the kind of Grand Theft Auto engine character movement, and Yahtzee said in his review that it's like, moving characters is like driving cars in the Grand Theft Auto kind of engine. It's the same in Red Dead, isn't it? Your guy... You drive your man. You drive your man a bit. But I kind of respect... What, there's a good reason why it is like that in Grand Theft Auto and subsequent games. is because they obviously made a decision when they were making GTA 4 that your character and your character's car or whatever isn't a special case in the world and that it must follow the same physical rules as everything else in the physics model. So your character actually has proper momentum and that's why 
he leans the way he does when he when he runs and turns, and that's why he has to slow down and he can't instantly change direction. Like many other games would have your guy just be a special case in the world, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Where you don't have... So I respect their decision. But in the case of L.A. Noir, it actually is it, more detrimental than it is in GTA. or Because it is quite awkward just walking around a crime scene looking for clues. Because your guy has to... You have to slow your guy up. Just like you would... Because when you're really walking around in the real world, you do you are doing all those things. But it's all unconscious and stuff mm. and you have much more fine grain control than you do just with a control stick because you can lean and you can put your weight on your like if you're playing tennis and you're running one way and you suddenly have to turn the other way then you instinctively put your foot out further don't you so that you can press up against it like a spring and go the other way but trying to model that for a character in a computer game that you're controlling just with a stick is quite hard to do uh, but it does le- it does mean you end up sort of bumping into things and not being able to walk through a bloody door, <laughs> which happened a few times in Red Dead. I don't know about you, but I couldn't get through the door. Yeah. I just kept walking from one one post to the other. other. Like, yeah, go through the door. We actually have to take a run up at this door just to get through. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous, but I see why they did it, and I and I, I like that's one of my favourite things about Grand Theft Auto Four is the way that everything just works based on the rules of the world rather than being specially programmed. Like, if you mo- if you drive your car up onto the pavement, you can see the shocks of your on your car and the wheel go up so it's actually on the level of the pavement and the other wheel's on the level of the road. And that's all being done because the wheel is a, is a real physical object that's attached to the car by a shock and spring combination. And it's all real, you know in the world or whatever so they didn't have to do anything special to make that happen because it's all set up so and then you can do crazy things like mod it so that you turn off the friction and all the cars go crazy but they still act like they would in the real world if friction didn't exist don't they <laughs> that's why you can have that crazy no, what was stuff it? that stuff was negative friction wasn't yeah. it yeah so the, 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 the videos online are um exaggerating any acceleration you put onto it because friction causes it to go even faster. (laughs) Yeah, it's completely insane. Rather than limiting, slowing things down, it just speeds things up. (laughs) So, yeah. But for the case of Alain Noir, like, all this amazing physics and all you're doing is wandering around a room and you start to think, well, maybe they should have just had a normal character movement in a computer game for this. Well, yeah, yeah, it's the same argument that Heavy Rain had, didn't it? There was no need for them to have a drive-your-bloke system in Heavy Rain. I mean, it's not quite as extreme as driving your bloke. I mean, it is still, you know, fairly standard movement. It just feels a bit awkward, but I I see why they did it that way. One thing I was was thinking, I was talking to Laura about this, and and you you find the clues because your controller vibrates whenever you go near them. You can turn it off, but uh, it is quite helpful. And often, because you've got this momentum... It will vibrate, and you'll before you can stop, you've walked past the bit, so you have to walk back, and it will vibrate again, and then you walk past it. So it's like trying to get your guy to park in the sweet spot, so you can. So you end up tapping the button constantly, and then when it vibrates, you hope you've tapped it just as it vibrates, and then you get to see the clue. And it's like the it's kind of what you used to do with old school RPGs, wasn't it? You'd walk around trying to find the yeah. things you could interact with because they weren't obvious. Well, in old school uh, adventure games, you just clicked on every area of the screen yeah, until yeah. you could find something cl- clickable. And this is kind of the modern equivalent. And uh, I w- we were thinking that because it is a bit weird the vibrate 
thing because uh, the very first clue you find is is extremely odd because often it'll vibrate when there's something obviously on the floor and you'll bend down and look at it but the first clue in the game you're sort of wondering it vibrates you press it and he looks up at this window and there's this gun inside the window like two stories up or something it's like how did you see that <laughs> like i would have i wouldn't have been looking up there and it just vibrated and i pressed the button and my character magically found the, this gun way up in the sky uh but yeah i, I was wondering why they didn't do the old Gr- grim fandango thing which oh, is the head looking the head looking because mm. he doesn't look and it would it would be so natural to have him that your character just look towards clues that he found interesting and then and then press the button to interact with what you're looking at mm. you know maybe in addition to the vibration but it seems like that would have been an elegant solution i mean it worked well in 1998 i'm not sure or... the elegant solution here is just make the hotspots bigger <laughs> well maybe yeah often they're quite close together though because it's quite cramped environments sometimes in those little apartments and stuff so. Well, perhaps they should have taken more of a leaf out of the Shenmue book, and that when you come across tables and cabinets and things like that, they sort of go into a zoomed view of the cabinet when you get there, and then you can investigate each bit of it. Well, and it's a... yeah, because the way it would work in L.A. Noir was you would it, you'd go up the cabinet, it would vibrate, you'd press the button, and then you'd get the very zoomed view. Yeah, and then you'd open the drawers and and stuff, but it wouldn't go straight in until you'd press the button. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, you still had to press, but it, was, yeah. it just seemed a bit, you know, didn't, it wasn't difficult to do. It's just like, here, cabinet, push button. Stuff on, cabinet, push button. Yeah. Drawers, push button. Yeah. Well, it's actually quite similar to Shenmue in that way, and, and especially in the way that it zooms very heavily into objects in the world. Yeah. Like, that is very Shenmue, and uh, it, it really does... Because they must put a lot of detail onto... Because you really see your hand incredibly close up. Mm. Like when you're holding things and looking at them and examining them. And, uh, yeah. It's good. Uh, further in, you get more things to investigate in objects. Often there'll be something that you'll need to find that it doesn't meet the eye at first. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely the clues stack up and stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm getting through that. Um, any questions about Alain Noir? How <laughs> far you think you are now? Is the arson desk like the last desk? Yeah, the arson desk is the last desk. So it must be nearly there. Yeah, so I'm getting getting towards the end. Uh, the overall story is interesting, but I still don't really know exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's got a, a lot of flashbacks to World War Two, and of course you're never going to find out what your character did until the very end, are you? And like, what could the payoff possibly even be? <laughs> well, supposedly the ending's really bad. That's what Yahtzee said and everything. Right. Uh, um, I don't know the context of this, but apparently it's running around with a flamethrower, which is, like, not not in the... Not really... I did hear that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, like, a, what L.A. Noir ought to be about, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Let's face it. So maybe you'll just keep the player flashback then. Well, that's what I was wondering, whether it would be in World War Two, but, but who knows? Well, I shall find out. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's pretty good. It just doesn't seem like there is a, a story that goes through the game that isn't this flashback. Like, what is his progression through this? Is like he's getting well, promoted to the different desks. But well, there's two threads <laughs> going, going through because you've got you've got um, the thread of the, his flashbacks, which happens. Yeah, but also Should we have spoiler alerted some of this. Uh, 
Well, not really. I don't know. <laughs> you get the thread of his flashbacks, go, which goes after every case, pretty much. You get, well, not everyone, but often you'll get a flashback thing. But then within the cases, there are these newspapers that you find, and they tell you the story of the other thread, which your character is unaware of. Right. Right. So it's about um, people who I think were in his unit in the war, but they've come back and they've got involved in um, in this morphine shipment and all this stuff and crime and there's this weird doctor uh, like psychologist guy who is very creepy hmm. and uh, he's um, he, you he, like drugs? he is a bit like that yeah. you want a drug? <laughs> <laughs> he, he has this weird southern accent is, I think it is like a drawling sort of boy wants drugs I don't know it's a sort of refined like southern uh, southern gentleman kind of accent anyway boy so, what, so clearly what the end of the result is going to be is like, this whole game was, it's like, the flashbacks weren't flashbacks, it's the entire game was like a psychotic episode that he was having during World War II, where he imagined he was a 1940s detective. Yeah, and brought on by the drugs, drugs. being taken and given to him by this weird doctor. <laughs> Who knows? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be sweet. And then the end, you just run around with a flamethrower. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, like, that's like the end of Call of Duty where you're on that plane. It's just yeah. suddenly a totally different game for no apparent reason just, for a few yeah, It's one of those, like, snap moments where he just wakes up and he's like, Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> this goes crazy with the paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I finally got to... So this last uh, case, I've met the Doctor in person. So it's all starting to come together right. at long last. But I still don't really know what's going on. I wish I could go back. I'm not sure if I can go back and view those newspapers that I found. Because you look at a newspaper, and then it go, spins into a video sequence. All right. So... <laughs> He goes, oh, spinning newspaper. <laughs> yeah. What, one, one, one that rotates really fast and yeah, towards the face? Yeah, film. This newspaper's in the future. I feel like I learned something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that, that, that's um, getting there. What else do I want to say about Eleanor? Is it supposed to have an E on the end, like Yahtzee pointed out? Yes, it does have an E. I'm not sure why you need an E on the end of noir. I didn't think that was how you spelt noir. Like, not in French, no. <laughs> not even like film noir? Or... I don't think so, no. I have seen it spelt with an E on the end before this, but I don't know why. Or... Noiré. Noiré. <laughs> La noir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. That. Game. Game. Other games I've been playing, uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, still going through that. Naturally. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to that game, again. <laughs> That's a big game, just like 2 was. I mean, you thought it was going to be this expansion pack, and it's easily as big as 2, I think. Um, to its detriment, or...? No, no I mean, uh, there's a lot to it. Mike, the, the thing that's annoying me about it... Um, is that 100% thing again. Mm. Uh, I don't know why they really... Add, I can see why they added that in, but for perfectionists like me, it's really irritating. It's just the full synchronisation. Yeah, full synchronisation, yeah. Because yeah. I've done two of uh, the um, Leonardo's War Machines missions lately. The, mm. There's one using... And I did speculate whether there would be a Leonardo's tank mission, <laughs> and there totally is. Sweet. And you get to drive the tank, and that is awesome. But the problem is, if you get shot, once in the tank you lose full sync and you have to go all the way back to the start of the mission to um 
to if you want to try it again and that means going through a stealth section going through a combat section going through a platforming section and then there's the tank section Jeez. and if you get hit once in that final arena I literally got hit in the last second of the motion and then you have to go back 20 minutes or something if you want 100% sync uh, and I then discovered that um there is no achievement for getting 100% sync of the whole game. Oh. So there's literally nothing that is, re- apart from your own OCD-ness, that means that you have to get 100% sync. Unless, there, unless, it, unless there's something in the game. That's no, not an the closest thing is you need 70% sync overall in order to unlock the last Christina mission, apparently. But I'm already at 60%, I think. Hmm. Uh, so basically, it's totally lame. It's totally pointless. So... Why do they do that? I mean, this, I is, this is falling into like the GTA 4 camp of an irritation and you know and the lack of checkpoints of admission on most missions. Well, and it doesn't uh, have. Yeah, I mean, in that case, it does. Yeah, that's really bad. I that's, mean, that's terrible. Well, the thing is that that's not that's not technically correct because it has checkpoints all through the mission, but the checkpoints are irrelevant to the hundred percent sync. So, so if you lose a hundred percent sync and then checkpoint and then and then quit and go back in, it will put you back in. But there's no way you can get that sync back. You see what I mean? Suck. So uh, it does checkpoint you all the way through, but but if it, it just made it so that you could go back when you lost a hundred percent, yeah, like a, sync, like a Halo revert to last yeah. save, but make it so it lets you do it. It lets you try the hundred percent because it just remembers that you've lost the sync. That's bad. It's really weird. Uh, Anyway, so... I mean, yeah, it, it, there's a sort of... There's a certain ultra-hardcoreness to it, but which some people, I guess, will appreciate, but I think the majority of people are just going to be seriously it's pissed off. It's not skill-based, though. It's arbitrary, I think. The, the requirements they choose for the 100% sync are fairly arbitrary. Sometimes they're a fun little extra challenge to do. Mm. It's like almost an in, inbuilt achievement. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Stun the guard with a with a smoke bomb okay, um, yeah. before you kill him to get 100% sync. And a little challenge like that on a really short mission, like the ones that set up the warp, the um, uh, Leonardo's Machines missions. Every Leonardo's Machines missions, you have to get the uh, sort of map to the location, and you get that just by killing one guy. It's called War, okay. War Plans, and they're really fun because you only, it's just one assassination, and it has a little. It always have a little extra uh, challenge on that 100% sync, like. You do it to, in this way. Yeah, kick him or something, yeah. or do it. Yeah, or kill him with the hidden blade or whatever. And yeah, those uh, are fine. That's nice. That's kind yeah. Of, it, yeah, it forces you to mix it up, which is which is great. But then the next mission is literally the big Leonardo's War Machines mission, and and then they do something like that, and it's the same thing with the uh, Flying Machine 2.0 mission, which is where you get the flying machine back, but this time it's got a gun on it. But if you get hit by flaming arrows at any point, which is right at the end. Hmm. Of the this twenty minute mission, then you lose sync, and I lost sync again on that one. Even though it should theoretically be quite easy to do, but I just messed up, and I don't know. It's, it's still just, pretty lame. The fact that you have to go all the way back, which is a shame, because it undermines the fact that those missions are both really cool. Like driving the tank is hilarious, is awesome, <laughs> and the whole mission before that with the, with the stealth and getting in there, and especially the um the. The Flying Machine 2.0, it has like a fortress, a castle that you have to infiltrate. And it's a really hard sort of stealth mission, and it's really fun to do. Um, uh, although it was quite hard to know, because you have to get to the central keep of the castle. Uh, and it's hard to know which towers you had to jump to in order to actually get to oh, the okay. point. Yeah. yeah, so 
there was some bit, a tiny bit of wood sticking out that you had to have noticed because <laughs> uh, that was clearly the way to get there. And there are guards everywhere, so you had to make sure that you eliminated them before you attempted jumping across. Uh, no matter how much I hear about Assassin's Creed, it's still just there's something not appealing about it. <laughs> there just seems to be as many faults as there are good things to it. And then, like the problem is, is that a lot of the faults I hear about seem to be ones that I know would quite yeah wind me up. I mean, if you were completely laid back, you could just ignore that hundred percent think 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 thing completely, mm. and then you'd just enjoy the game a lot more. I think yeah. probably. <coughs> So. Well, the weird thing was, well, yeah, the, for the brief period of time I was playing the first game, uh, so like some of the, the actual sort of bit of the game I kind of enjoyed the most, which is flag collecting, which is like it's, it's such a pointless bit yeah. of the game. It's no, like, I like that kind too. of like just traversing and trying to hunt them down. It's like yeah, and in um, two, that, the actual combat I found really irritating. And I don't know about one, presumably it's the same, but in two and uh, Brotherhood, you get the, you buy maps for treasures from the uh, art shops or whatever, and then it shows you on your map where the treasures are, and then you just have to go <coughs> around collecting them from, from all the built, high up buildings and mm. odd spots and stuff. And I just find that quite relaxing, just running it, traversing the world, finding them and picking them now, up. Now, do they do the thing like where it's, it's um, where they absolutely tell you where they are, or do they, is it like an area-based thing? Because I think almost those sort of games would lend themselves better to sort of like it's in the vague vicinity, yeah, kind of thing. And well, the to... the treasure ones are fairly precise, but of course because it's two D, you don't know what level they are or what yeah, side yeah. of the building because the icons are quite big. But then the feathers or whatever, and the, or the Borgia flags, which you get in Brotherhood, which are kind of the equivalent. You can't buy maps for those, so you have to okay, just literally yeah. find them. But it does have that cool mechanic of of you can hear a kind of tinkling sound when you're near oh, anything cool. like that. I didn't think the first one had that. I think it just sort of... It's quite nice. That was in two. Uh, but of course, they going back to what you said about the combat, obviously that's much, much improved since mm. one. I mean, it's pretty slick now. Uh, provided you remember what you're doing. I keep going to another game and then I've forgotten what all the mechanics are for the combat. I get totally slaughtered and then the next time I try it, I, I don't lose a single bit of health because I've remembered all the tricks. Are the PC versions released with games for Windows support? I don't know. I'm just wondering, because there are PC versions, aren't they, of all the Assassin's Creed games? I think so. I mean... Because a bit of me, as I say, I've got this, like, duality to my opinions on it. You know, like, I'm quite intrigued, but at the same time, I'm pretty certain I won't like them, so maybe when a Steam Christmas deal comes up, I might... Well, you could just borrow two off me, actually. I'll lend you two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll lend you two. Uh, After I finish my backlog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is going to be never. Yeah. (laughs) But you should take. I, I really shouldn't buy any games at the moment. Oh, but Generations will be out soon, won't it? You're excused on that one. Maybe because that would yeah. be like three hours. That's, <laughs> not, that's <laughs> Yeah, true. It has to be done. It won't be long. <coughs> so, yeah. Um, should we talk about that since I played uh, that? The, the Generations demo, Sonic demo. Generations yeah. demo. Yeah, have a quick round table about that because you've just yeah, I was played, played a bit of that. What do you guys think? As, as usual, <laughs> I'm quite up and down about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, actually, it's one of those ones where the feel is quite nice. The it's hella fast, and visually, it's quite nice. But the almost hella fastedness, especially of old Sonic, it's been exaggerated a lot more than what old Sonic was. It wasn't that fast. In the oh, yeah. And there's something about the, the the visual combination that makes seeing what's going on a bit tough. Yeah, I think it zooms out too far. I it's think like it zooms too small. Too far. 
I think it's the opposite. I think it's zoomed in, especially at the start of the level. I think it's quite zoomed in and actually spotting the rings you're picking up at the start of the level, which is, you know, the fundamental part of Sonic. Okay, it's it's both. And it's both of those. It's both zoomed in too much sometimes so you can't see what's going. And then zoomed out sometimes so you can't see him because he's too small. But then it's also a matter of, like, now that this, like, new and improved version of Green Hill where everything looks all fancy and stuff that just makes it really difficult to see the things that are on your plane because yeah. there's so much shit in the background <laughs> yeah I think that's the, 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 the biggest problem is that they've the background is too busy so telling it from the foreground is a bit of a challenge they should have perhaps had a very very slight fade in colour to sort of highlight the difference between areas you can interact with in the background perhaps or just made or a focus effect yeah or a focus would be nice yeah or just make the rings ridiculously glowy or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah the rings well, didn't do need to be a bit more standy out, I think. Yeah. They look like they're made of actual gold rather than... Yellow, super yellow, glowy, glowy. Yeah. yeah. I think my, my biggest problem with it is that they haven't... And I, I, I mentioned this with Unleashed and Sonic Colours, is that they still haven't got the concept of Sonic works best at 60 frames. <laughs> it's like, it's a fast game, you need frame rate. It's like, Sega are never going to be the, the graphical masters, so why try? Make the game stylish graphically, you know, go for the aesthetic and the speed. I mean, and the graphics <laughs> of it look nice, but they don't look so nice that... They couldn't make it 60 frames. Well, no, I said, this, I said this about Unleashed. It's like the, the Hedgehog engine, which it's running on, is actually quite nice. It's not actually that bad looking. And, you know, Sega kind of have a bit of a, a right to sort of say, oh, this is our engine, check it out. But Hedgehog engine, it should be lightning fast. And with that comes frame rate. And that's the one thing it isn't. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit, I think that most of the problems we said have being able to see stuff would just go away if that was... Oh yeah, framework would help, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, they've built it on Hedgehog Engine. It's not going to run at 60, because Hedgehog Engine never never has run at 60 in the past, and for some reason they just seem reluctant to do so. It's like even Sonic Colors, which wasn't exactly graphically amazing, runs at 30, and you're just like, why did you do that? Mm. Bah. So what did you think of the gameplay, though? Actual gameplay is fine. It's, you know, it's Sonic. Sonic. I was still trying, a bad thing. I was still trying to do homing attacks. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, I was, Oh, wait. I you'll be able to do that when you're in new Sonic. When you're in modern Sonic. Well, yeah, yeah. but his, you know, he'll be all weird angles. That's true. I was trying to do that as well. I've got so used to it now. that It's, it's not like I even played Sonic 4 or anything, which had that weird hybrid where you could, like, do the boost in mid-air if yeah. it wasn't the, the homing target. Someone should mod the homing into, like, Sonic 3, for laugh, for laugh. That'd be quite funny. <laughs> I don't think there's any way that you'd actually be able to use it because the enemies are not. The enemies aren't the point of Sonic 3 most of the time. No. <laughs> well, well, they're not generally the point in most Sonic games anyway. Although there does seem to be quite a few enemies in in this. Yeah, but in, in this, this they're game. all like they're just like. They're not doing anything, they're just like, like in, in a precise line where you see just mow through them for no well, no, There's a couple where if you get caught, there's one section of the, of the level, like one of the routes where you get caught and there's one of those crab meat guys who starts firing missiles at you, which just kind of goes... <laughs> like, but he fires quite often. Yeah, well, I guess there was one where if you actually jump up and hit, like, hit him, he, you bounce off him into a shortcut. Yes, there was, there's, there was, the yeah, there's, there's one nice bit where there's like a chain of enemies, and if you hit the first one, you go boom, 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 boom. That's where you want the homing attack, of course. <laughs> but, it, but it sort of does it if you've got your right speed, and you just hit the first one, and you just sort of bounce up them, which is kind of cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I have to say, yeah, the level design is actually pretty clever. It's too short. It's, it's, 
Well, it's the first act. I know, yes. but how many acts are they going to be? Presumably <laughs> they'll follow the three-act structure. Don't, that was to be too short. Or unless they're following the colours structure, which was like six acts. Yeah, as long as they do that for modern and old science. That's oh, that's true. Yeah, there might be only three acts per era, yeah. per stage. I don't know. That's I mean, fine. that act just seems way too short. I mean, yeah, it's, the fir- it's, it's the classic to make the first... It's meant to be a minute long, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> the first act is always meant to be short, and then after that, don't make them short. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Look. And it was quite dense in terms of design. Lots of routes. There's a lot of routes. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do with extras, if they're going to do what they did in, like, or started to introduce in the GBA and Rush games, where there's, like, side things. Like, I always quite liked the see if you can get all of the secret coins in the level in one run like stuff so it meant you had to take a certain route oh yeah (laughs) because that's where it's like normally what you do is just you just find the one route that's fastest and always go that route well yeah it's it's like when they introduce the idea of time trials really especially in Rush where it's just like try and find the best route through the level Mm. find all where you hit the tricks at the exact precise route that gets you for it quickest yeah but they had those things didn't they where there was um, and Rush Adventure where they had the flag was it flags? Where you had to hit the, the the right flags in the right order, and that meant not just getting getting the route right, but hitting the targets. Yeah, I think so. They were, they were kind of tricky, but they were nice. There was a nice extra thing to do. Mm. You know, it'd be interesting to see if they go down that road, because they seem to have abandoned it slightly, because Unleashed did have, um, like, extra mini-missions you could do, like, oh, defeat this number of enemies before the end of the level, or get this number of rings before the end of the level. Um, that kind of stuff, but they weren't really. They didn't really change how you played the level. Right. The you just run through it anyway, <laughs> and it's uh, so. It'd be nice to see if they can figure out different ways of reusing the same levels because they've obviously built them with more options this time. Mm. At least in at least for old style Sonic, <laughs> well, they yeah. might struggle with modern Sonic, but. Yeah, I don't think there's any other routes in that. Although weirdly, like the, the the little demo trailers they've shown make the. It's, it seems that the problems I have with the visuals don't seem to matter so much in the modern Sonic style. I don't know, from what I've seen so far, everything seems that little bit easier to see in, in modern Sonic style. Well, yeah, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. But that could just, yeah, as I say, it's pure conjecture from the trailers. But, but that, Also, let's hope that song they use in the trailer, you know, the Kelly song, <laughs> is like... Yeah, well, you want that. Like, I, I fucking love that song. <laughs> Uh, so it just kind of suits Sonic. I don't know. It, it, it sort of does. It does suit that uh, trailer. Because I watched yeah. a video of like, someone playing the Green Hill Modern, and it's really dumb because virtually the first thing he does is he like he boosts down the thing, hits a jump, and he does that weird kind of like like off centered rotation thing where he's he comes flies through there and like kind of. Loops around a non-centered, like yeah. not where his center of gravity would be. He's like, Whoa. and then, and then immediately, and this is like five seconds into the start of this level. He does this weird, like off-centered looping jump, and then clips for a tree. <laughs> it's like quality control, lol. So, what was this? A pre-alpha? I don't know. It must have been someone. Been it must have been. I think it was before E3, but it was probably at one of those other, you know, presentation conference things where oh, they had okay. it playable. The both versions of the first Green Hill bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I've actually seen, like, modern Sonic boost mechanic and stuff. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it, it looks pretty much the same as the, the Unleashed style. Yeah. <laughs> and you, although it's like, it seems like, it's like you just gain boost from picking up rings. 
and yeah. killing enemies. Yeah. And it's just like... Oh, and the occasional power in, like, um, boxes that just give you boost bar. Well, I'm sure, but... Anyway, it's the classic thing where it's just the, looks just like the old school stuff, well, the old, old Rush or whatever style of just, like, you just want to boost all the time. That'll be all that game is about, of course. It's just be like, making sure you hit enough stuff so you can boost the entire whole level. Yeah, although Unleashed did have a nice balance between just solid boosting and actual requirement of control in places. Well, because it was like, there was bits of, there's this bit in this run-through that I saw where he kind of, where the guy playing it screws up and he goes down onto these platforms. But you can see just above it, there's just basically a straight rail. So it's like, if he jumped at that exact moment, he just would have boosted straight across it. Because, but it's like that's not enough of an alternate route it's not like Rush where there are literal alternate no, routes no it's, it's like a, just a shortcut to stop you from going into a time wasting section yeah and then you end up back on the same route yeah it's it like, yeah. like there's virtually any split paths or anything Mon Sonic does have that issue because Mon Sonic often has set piece parts of the level I mean Generations did um, and sorry Old Sonic and Generations demo did have a, a few bits like that like I don't think that the corkscrew is avoidable, for instance, but because that's, but that's right at the end of the level. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that is right at the end of the level. But I'm sure there's some bits of that level which are oh, there's a jump, isn't there? There's a, there's one bit where you sort of boost around and sort of go up a spiral, or or you turn a corner and then there's a jump section um, over a, like a canyon or something, and then you land, and that's unavoidable. Maybe I don't know. It's towards the sort of. Mm, I mean, in the middle, there's the bit where you spiral down that rock pillar thing, Mm. where it goes out of the 2D plane for a minute to do a fancy camera angle. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure that's unavoidable. So when does this game come out? I don't actually know, but it should... I don't think it actually has a release date yet. Well, it'd be stupid if it wasn't released soon, because otherwise they'd have kind of missed the, the sort of... 20th anniversary sort of <laughs> that's true they'll have to change their intro three. no no that's true yeah. I mean they've been they've been using that I think for the whole year so far but it's like, <laughs> all of their Sonic games that came out this year <laughs> no, there's been none but you know they've sort of been pushing that for sort of like woo for a while so it'd be a bit dumb if they sort of missed the window by too much yeah hmm. we shall see I'm sure okay. it'll come out at the end of the year presumably <laughs> well, along with everything else yeah, <laughs> everything will come out. Well, let's hope they hurry up because it, it would be nice if they actually just surprised us and said it's done and released it before they actually show us anything else. Because it's like, oh, we're going to have to discover the stages ourselves. <laughs> so you don't know nice. what all the other levels are. Yeah, even though you do know what all the other levels are because they're just levels from old games. Ah, well, no, saying <laughs> that, I do know one other stage that's going to be in there, and that's. Um, uh, I forget what it was called, but it's the first level from Sonic Adventure 2 with the gun truck. Oh yeah, I did see a video of that. The sort of downhill snowboarding. City Escape. Yeah, that's it. Oh right. Yeah. So so that's in there. Um, Which is the weird. The modern Sonic version of that just looks like a direct port. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean that's what you'd expect, because that is the modern so- It's like that one is the reverse of the whole, of what you might think the whole concept of the game would be, where you've got the old levels and then you're making modern versions, where in this one it's, you're taking a modern one and making an old version of it. <laughs> yeah, well that, that, that I reckon would be cool. Yeah. Like, I'd like to, I'd more like to see things done that way round, I think, than, than making modern versions. <laughs> that's just, that doesn't actually work very well for that, for like, if you're trying to convert modern... It's like, just imagine if you were trying to convert any of the other, like, Sonic Adventure 2 levels back into the old school. Because that one would it probably works okay, because it's like a city, 
And it's like, that's not very... Well, it's like if you're trying to convert one of the space levels or something yeah, else. Like that's that's kind of easy as well, because I could just make it Scrap Brain Zone, like, you know, sort of you... <laughs> but that would be the same. Oh, no, so the, oh, no the, oh, yeah, the rail <laughs> levels might be tough to redo, but... But they, they, because they can't do but they those. Might choose, but they choose not to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, they literally can't do those because old Sonic doesn't have railroading. They'll just do that city escape, folks. But well, they, from that game, oh, right? I remember the other one. That's also at the end of that preview of City Escape, they also do their uh, do a teaser of another one. It's the it's that um, what's it called from Unleashed Spagonia or whatever? Fake it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Spagonia. That's in there as well, which seems a bit legit. It's just like... Well, that's alright, that'll work. But that means they've already shown, like, two modern levels and one old one. And it's like, I oh, know. Oh, yeah, but I want to that mean there's only going to be three of each, then? <laughs> to make up six, and then the seventh one will be, like... Well, we don't special. know how many stages there are. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's going to be six. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't... The, the City Escape and Spagodia, it's just like, I don't... Those aren't very interesting. They're just sort of generic cities. I don't know, Spagonia <laughs> was kind of the the iconic one from Unleashed, though. Yeah. That was kind of the the, 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 the the sort of poster child for Unleashed, was that level, because it was the one that showed off Hedgehog Edge in the best. <laughs> like, it was, um, you know, it had the long draw distance, high away shots of the entire city laid out in front of you, and it's still running like a beast. Yeah. You know, that kind of so. stuff that was, uh, um, yeah, that, that was, that, 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 they were the nicest looking levels of Unleashed. So that's probably why they pulled those in. Hmm. It needs to be a 12-stage game there. Six from old and six from new. That's true. That would be good. <laughs> well, we as long as Ice Cap's in there. I want to see Ice Cap. I, I, ice I, Cap's I, really boring and visually as well. It's just like, here's some ice. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I always kind of liked that level from Sonic well, yeah. 3. It was, and it had awesome music, which helps. It sounds like they've got the old music in many cases, obviously for Green Hill Zone, yeah. but whether they'll do that with the others. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll do, do some kind of funky remix. So we'll get some awesome... The problem I had, uh, the modern from music from what they showed in the demos, though, is, sounds a bit... Uh, I said this before, I'm sure, when we talked about it previously, but it's uh, I don't like it. It's got trumpets, what more could you want? Well, no, but it's, <laughs> I, I, I always think they take the sonic music in the wrong direction quite often with their... With their high ones, they got it right in colours because it was a suitable level of crazy um, most of the time. But I, I just want the Hideki Naganuma style rush music back because that <laughs> that was it. totally not Sonic music. Yeah, no, it suits it though. <laughs> it's not Sonic traditional, but it suits a modern view of it. Yeah, it's maybe. really cool. Totally cool. Or just go full full on electro. That works. <laughs> no, I don't think that works. <laughs> no, it would be cool. <laughs> So that's Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. That's yeah, I, 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 it'd be good. I, I'm I, I think Sega. Optimistic. I think Sega are learning what they did wrong. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> At long last. As long yeah, as they Jesus. make. As long as, it's just the length is the one thing that they still need to learn. As long as they make it long enough. Oh, they won't do that. But it'll, it'll be longer than the old ones. It'll be well. Let's put it this way. It'll be longer than Sonic Four. <laughs> episode <laughs> one, yeah. Whether or not they'll ever make an episode two, it's gonna be like penny arcade. They said, yeah. they, they, said they are. Well, they yeah. said it's basically done. Yeah. Well, hurry up and release it then, fuckers. Yeah. Have like a twentieth jubilee. Like you've re- like you, you could have. They could have released. They don't want to release. The trouble is, it's they like... could have released three games at the same time because they were Sonic Generations. They could have done Sonic Four Episode Two, and Sonic All Stars Racing has just come out on iPhone. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> Apparently it's pretty good. Well, yeah, I guess for an iPhone game. Yeah, but it's just like they don't. The trouble is that it's like they don't want 
I'm not sure. I think there was some giant bomb was saying. I, I'm sure it was just them speculating as well. But Typical. they were saying like maybe they just don't want to release Sonic Four Episode Two, so people can't compare how shitty its mechanics are to the new game. Generation. Well, there is that. They are quite similar. But then again, they, they, that didn't stop them with Four and Colors, which pretty much had the same release window. Yeah, yeah but that's on the Wii. It's like well, true. Are, yeah, I guess it is it's not competing with itself. True. But I guess if, you play, if you're a real Sonic fan, you'll be buying Generations, and you'll be buying Sonic 4 as well. We were buying Sonic 4 Episode 2 because you already have Episode 1 if you're a real Sonic fan. <laughs> well, I kind of hope they do what they did with Penny Arcade, and that they, the, the second episode was cheaper than the first, because it was just kind of like, well, the first ones you're in, so you yeah. should start there, so there's like the high entry, and then if, if they make it 800 points, I'll be happy. It's like it shouldn't be twelve hundred points. You know, I've said that a million times. But if they if they come in at the eight hundred point mark, then it will do well. You should spend your eight hundred points on Res HD, man. <laughs> I should, but you know, but you I played some. Then you could just buy it because I saw the quick look of Child of Eden on Giant Bomb, and it's literally is Res pretty much. I mean, I mean, it's, it's got some more weapon mechanics than yeah. Resident. I mean, it's like got it's like got a little bit more because it's got the kind of. The, the the rapid fire laser gun from Panzer Dragoon, but then it hasn't got the Panzer Dragoon's because Panzer Dragoon had quite a lot of mechanics, especially auto because it had uh, you could speed up and slow down, and you could change form between three different forms, which yeah. were better at certain things. And then you had the lock on gun and the rapid fire gun for shooting down projectiles. That's part of the forms, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and some were yeah that was better in certain different forms. Wasn't it? Like the rapid fire gun was... Well, you only got the guns based on the form you were in. That's right. Something like that. Uh, so the heavy guy didn't have a rapid fire gun. No, he only had uh, lock-ons. Well, and no, he did have a rapid fire, but it, it wasn't very rapid fire. It was yeah. the thing. It was, you could still do the gun attack, but it was crap. Yeah, that's right. So in um, The Child of Eden, you've got the, the, those two on two different buttons, which strikes me a bit odd, because I quite like the way it worked in Auto, that you, you hold down the button to do the lock-on main missile attack mm-hmm. and then you just tapped it to get well, the uh, it, it, rapid I fire I think it might have been a throwback from the connect implementation which yeah. is one hand for rapid one hand for lock on absolutely yeah so you've got the two different hands mm-hmm. that way but it seems uh, I think you have to switch if you're using a controller in child feed and you switch uh, it, would been, it would have been interesting if they tried to do a dual stick implementation of that so mm-hmm. one stick is your rapid fire one stick is your lock on yeah what with two radicals yeah yeah, I don't know how that would have been. Maybe there's options, we haven't played it. But, I mean, it, it looks very pretty and stuff, but I don't know, because Res is still awesome, and the HD update is really nice, and I just kind of think that, despite the fact that Child of Eden has much more spectacular graphics, I kind of like the Res's sort of vector graphics, sort of Tron-y mm. sort of look. It kind of suits the whole infiltrating the internet kind of thing more. <coughs> Than the child. Oh, no, 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 let's put this in a different way. It, it treats the old style view of the internet, I guess, and sort of computer networking yeah. and stuff in general. And it's like, oh, everything's made of lines. But I like that. It's good. It's all eighties and retro and crazy. And because the internet doesn't really look like any of these. Sure, things. but it's limited in its emotive power. I think is that's the true. It, which is what is against what they're going for. Yeah. And the music in Res is a bit more hardcore than in than in uh, Child of Eden. Yeah, it's a, a bit, bit more, more big, big beats yeah. and uh, and a bit more, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Res tried to go for the approach where the background was 
um, often fairly minimalist to make an eff- to make yeah. an emphasis on the actions that you do more yeah. of a musical influence. Whereas Child of Eden kind of sort of just well, it takes how, the route how most music games do. In fairness, which I am, I'm not convinced is a great idea, but I'm not entirely sure it matters either. In that it's uh, it, the, the actual background track is quite strong on its own. Yeah, and the stuff you do in the world just happens to add to it. I don't like that so much as the because the res has the very. I think Charlene does it as well, but it builds up the song very much yeah. from a very minimal starts out incredibly minimal, mm. and then it goes through those sections, doesn't it? Yeah. Where you you fire at the the, 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 the level, and then you go into oh, the layers, next the layer. Layers. Yeah, you go into the next layer, and it has that really exciting whoosh as it goes into, the, and you want to hear what the next what they've added to their track, and. Um, I was looking at the space whale <laughs> in Child of yeah, Eden, yeah. and that was cool and everything, but I don't think... I Nothing is as exciting as that awesome running man boss from level four of that Res. Cool. That's just so good, and I went back and I played that, and the, the music in that builds up, and then when the running man comes in, it comes on with this awesome guitar mm. lick. The that, that, that's, so that's, great. That's, that's the one, the level that doesn't... Yeah, there's sort of like the, the the theme for that level is kind of just the entire <laughs> level is a building. Building, yeah. And, it's like, and, it, and it doesn't really reveal itself until the end. Whereas a lot of the normal levels in Res have a sort of like the level builds, but then the boss is something different. It's yeah, like a different flavor. It goes thing. into a different yeah. Yeah. Whereas that one is more of a climax, isn't yeah. it? It's just it's come, it's gone all the way up, and uh, yeah, uh, so good. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, by all means, get Child of Eden, but I would recommend getting Res HD. It's not almost like a trailer. First. If you like Res, and then because let's be honest, both games are incredibly short. Yeah, exactly. Incredibly, and the, and only, Res... the only thing, the only problem with Res was that there was you wanted more. Yeah, and and um, quite a lot more of it. But and at least Child now you're Eden looking at the same problem. But if you buy Res, play it, love it, want more, you now can. Exactly. <laughs> you can now have They've it. made more, and it's great. But Res HD is what eight hundred points. Yeah. Child of Eden is a full box game. Is yep. about the same length as Res, maybe shorter. Yeah. Uh, it's full price, right? Yeah. Forty five quid or whatever. Thirty five in this country. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's not so bad, but still. Uh, and the Connect stuff does look really cool. I don't have Connect though. And a lot of people <laughs> are saying that Connect is the way to play. Yeah. Because you do enough. get the full effect of what they're going for. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's basically the modern equivalent of the trance vibrator. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that ridiculous thing. Sort of. I just they didn't they didn't they patch Res so it was compatible with the old trance vibrator controller. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, it's not a really controller. It's just well, a well, lump know. that plugs into your USB <laughs> and then you attached can... to your chest. Yeah, but you <clears> can... <throat> or other places, uh, <laughs> supposedly according to the internet. This is not condemned. That uh, you could just plug it into the USB <laughs> port of the 360, but you could just use any controllers as extra transcribers, can't you? In the Res HD. Yeah, that's true. Which is you can you just sell it. You can just sell What? 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 Yeah, <laughs> love a bit of Res. Um, it, is, <laughs> it is properly cool. It's. It's. I was one of those games where I kind of liked. Uh, once you finished it, I took a very long time making sure I only played it in little bits yeah. when I first got it to sort of say, oh, I'll build up to the end. And then and then you unlock that direct assault mode so you didn't have to care too much anymore. So it's just like, oh, I'll just play through the entire game in one go. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Travelling mode and stuff as well where you don't have any... You you don't can't get killed. No, you're just messing about. Yeah. Um, but... I just, was, I there just... was that totally fucked up trance level. 
I don't know if you get that in Res HD, but in the PS2 version, there was like a trance mode, which was just in the... crazy ambient sort well, of Res bleeps HD, and bloops with no real tune. Res HD literally has the original Res in it, so you can play it in old mode, oh, yeah, yeah, HD yeah. mode, which is quite nice. Well, it's, it's, you can yeah, see how it's, different It's, it's it the old graphical style, it's not the... Uh, yeah. There are some differences between yeah. the original and HD. Yeah. Um, for instance, they get some of the keys wrong, I noticed from the demo. Right. A couple of the enemies don't play in the right key when you destroy them. It's like, that's wrong. Oh, dear. <laughs> well. But. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't try and tie it in with the. Oh, but I suppose Sega aren't involved anymore. That's are the they? thing, yeah. Sega hold the rights it's to It's such Rez. a spiritual successor, though, it yeah. clearly is. And it does look good and everything. I like the little integration of FMV, it looks very quite cool, actually. That uh, woman who appears at the end of every. Oh, uh, level, yeah. yeah. So she's sort of the child of Eden, literally. The first child built, uh, born in outer space or something that is now st- stored in the internet or something. <laughs> Some nonsense. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Keep my baby on the internet. Well, all you her memories what? have been stored on the internet. <laughs> Just uh, imagine how much shit they'll be exposed to in their younger years. <laughs> How many lolcats can they absorb? <laughs> Stream lolcats. I just... Why don't they make another child... Um, uh, Panzer Dragoon? That would be good. I like Torta. They could make that with yeah, pretty awesome they to- graphics. They totally could. But again, that's Sega, not you. Mm. Yeah, I'm not blaming them, but yeah. it's just like... Damn it. Make more Jet Set Radio. Make more Panzer Dragoon. It's too oh, busy it's... making Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, oh, you know, you know how I feel about this. They should do, totally bring back space rail shooters in general, Cause or you know, those, those sort of flying rail shooters. Because there is a certain, they I are like quite, they are quite retro now, but they, you could make some good downloadable titles following that route. I mean, Battle of the Green Auto was not easy just because it was on rails. No, I it mean, was, no, it wasn't actually that small a game either. No, it was a long game, and uh, it's nice looking, and uh, it, it had a good kind of. Because that world actually had quite a lot of um, backstory, of backstory from that RPG they made. That, Saga. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It was just had a nice feel about it. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I can't, I can't, um, you kind of get behind the character even though you don't know what the fuck's going, going on. Going on in an anime style. There's sort of like that weird Abaddon alien dude mm. who's a bit mental. Yeah. And there's obviously... Uh, he's like an artificial creation or something. He's obviously conflicted with his own existence, so that makes an interesting storyline. Yeah. And then there's this ridiculous evil army to deal with as well. Yeah, with crazy flying battleships. And then they added on that whole extra sub story you could play through as well as 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 a uh, a young uh, soldier. Yeah, that's right. Who is an imperial soldier who then ends up in the resistance? So there's an awful lot of extras there as well. There's a lot to that game. Yeah, to the point where I even had an encyclopedia built in, so you could yeah. explore the world. And it's like for a, for a shooter, that's insane. It was pretty epic that game. <laughs> and do you remember that level where you your dragon got busted up and you ended up running along the snow covered cool. ground? That was awesome. That was a great level. <laughs> Just so good. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to type Panzer Dragoon into the tag list on my phone, but it keeps correcting it to Panda. No, it's a panda. Panda Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a ridiculous game. Riding a panda. <laughs> this is your new design. Panda, panda the wings. <laughs> panda Dragoon. <laughs> only presumably your own phone might try to create Dragoon to Dragon so you just have a panda dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
wonder if like it seems like on rails is a dirty word now because Peter Molyneux went to that, on rails. All, all that lens, didn't he? I suppose it's for the connect. Everything's on rails, which is kind of well, supposedly not. Yeah. But oh, when <laughs> medieval, <laughs> mo- medieval moves was on rails as well, or it looked like it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think there's too much of a problem with it because no. if you think of all the classic arcade shooter games, there's too many of them at once, <laughs> and not enough other stuff to pad it out. Time so Crisis is awesome. But there's not gun games. If it was gun games, there'd probably be less problem with it. That's true. God, I miss those. I can't believe that one and you went to those lengths of getting all those people that came to see his game to sign on a board under the statement, and it's not on rails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so dumb. He's a crazy fool. He's a crazy man. Well, he obviously understood the... That the impression oh, the demo gave was, and he's like, "Is that right?" Yeah, yeah. got me just. Next, next. I think we need to move along. Okay. Well, do you want to talk Eve then? Well, we need to talk about several things. That I've okay. Been uh, right. Well, move on to uh, Zachary Burgess then. Uh, that. What have you been playing? Oh, stuff. you got notes, have you? I usually do. Oh, I mean, you've actually got them here this time. Well, I usually have them on my phone. I usually read them beforehand. Uh, so there you go, listeners. That's how. <laughs> how the works. I've got anything in the corrections column section at the moment. That's all my, Hooray! That's all my fish that I've listed. <laughs> <laughs> you've listed the fish. So I know. So, you know, know. Not, you I, need to start listing biscuits as well. I know. Yeah. Really forget. I know. <laughs> List those biscuits. <laughs> One of those, well, there's a Wikipedia page on that. List of biscuits. I'm sure there is. <laughs> What have you been playing, man, Zach? Uh, man, man, Zach. Zach, <laughs> Zach man. Man, Zach. <laughs> man, Zach. Uh, well, let's start with the kind of news slash what I've been playing. Okay. Uh, we need to talk about Team Fortress 2. Okay, right? it's the Uber update. So and it's free. Free for everyone. Everyone can go and play it so the servers can be full of noobs who don't know what the fuck they're doing and make all the teams have out. I knew you'd start complaining <laughs> yeah, immediately. Me. Well, well, it'll make it good for us for a bit. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, we'll be we'll be able to beat people down easier. Hey, has this actually been borne out at all? Have you played since it's been free? Yeah, I mean, are there noobs? Yes, and retarded spamming and all kinds of stupid shit. This would be hilarious. But, but basically, even before this update came out, I started to get to the point where I was just making it a rule where if the teams are totally unbalanced, I just move server. <laughs> even if it means I loop for, even if it means I go for about five different servers and then go back to the first one because they're all shit. It's just like, well, I'm just like, fuck this. I need to go and play on a server which is slightly more balanced. There isn't much worse in TF than than bad ba- team balance, and the problem is my. I don't know what it is. I, I, I seem to remember the day there, there was there was a time where teams would sort of, players on teams would sort of try and balance it out themselves, and that doesn't really happen anymore. And it's kind of a bugger. Yeah, if people are winning, they just want to keep winning, don't they? Well, and it's much more. Of course, it's still a problem with new people because it's like they know what fun they're doing. And then the, it was like there was on the uh, news page, like PC Gamer did a. If you're new to Team Fortress 2, here's some information. And it's like, the first thing you should do if you're, if you're, the first class you should play is Mimic, because you just heal people. And it's like, apart from then when I was playing, it's like, I'm spectating after I've died. It's like, and I'm spectating a Mimic on my team. And he's like, (laughs) he runs up into a corner, (laughs) and then he's like, stops and then very slowly rotates it's like oh shit is he playing with a game van or something because it's like really bad he's like runs up into the corner stops rotates really slowly stands there and he's like 
moving back and forth slightly like he doesn't know what to do and our team is like and then the enemies come up the ramp and he's like oh shit enemies I'll just stand in this corner and they totally won't see me yeah. it's like oh god oh my god well no I sort of agree with the medic is probably easiest one. the soldier is probably one of the easier ones to understand well they say start with, they, in the PC game opinion is start with medic and then play heavy <laughs> That's and quite you know, a good heavy advice. Although I didn't go... <coughs> when I first started playing TF, I didn't get on with playing heavy because no. you become quite a sniper magnet and that's quite off-putting. Yeah. At the start of it. You become quite everything magnet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and... People get more intimidated by the big-looking heavy than they actually are warranted because they're not actually as dangerous as they look sometimes. Well... I mean, so. they are incredibly <laughs> dangerous, but... It depends if you're playing on a server with crits on or not. They're not necessarily... If they get any crits, they fucking destroy everything. That's true. But they're not Random necessarily crits. more dangerous than a soldier. You know. No. It all depends. But yeah, so... Uh, then the or other a demo thing, man. Oh, yeah, we got <laughs> they to... always look innocuous. So yeah, they're always the most dangerous. Oh, well, yeah. But, uh, so, it's this, like, the Uber update and everything and making it free... But then the main thing about the update, of course, is all the new shit that they put. Yeah, weapons. so we go through that because I can't remember. Well, let's start. start. Let's start with the map because okay, they put in a new payload map. Hooray! It's Woo. called Barnlitz. I love payload, and but it's really shit. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, it's not really shit. It's not like the shittiest shit, but it's like somehow Valve have made a, like a total schoolboy error, even though they're the one. Even though it's like this isn't a community map this time. This is one they've made themselves, but they've made the incredibly stupid error of there's just too much random clutter and shit, and like oh, sticking out edges and stuff that you get stuck on all the time. So it's like this is actually a really badly designed level. What are you doing? <laughs> it's weird. I have a real problem with that because yeah, there's... and it's not only that there's like clutter everywhere. It's like the whole sort of design of the level is all about like lots of little bits of route that sort of overlap and stuff it's like there's this corridor where you're pushing the bomb along it it's basically just like a right angled l-shaped corridor but then like there's in the corner of that l-shape there's a little tunnel that you can go through and then above that there's like a walkway that goes along the edge and that you can get into from various sides from the outside it's like this is too complicated it's like you're trying to cram too many little divots and like mm. side rooms and stuff into this level it's just not helping the design mm. and, it's, and also at the last point there's just like here's a like a little ramp of staircase that goes into a like a like a two meter square platform that just doesn't go anywhere it's just a pointless little platform it's like that's just clutter mm. <laughs> doesn't seem necessary and it just kind of makes it awkward to navigate so it's kind of one of the problems with the payload race level you know when they introduced that, is that I didn't like them as much as standard payload well, well, well it's like, like pipeline is actually pretty simply designed there's not much to it well no there's a, the second stage has that kind of epic sort of over the top route that well but that's a actually a good route it's like... I know, it, just, it just feels a bit long if you know what I mean as a, as a route to the other side it's like you have to climb up the stairs and you have to go across well the okay getting like... up the stairs is the, is the bit that makes it too long it's, it's like if it was a ground it? level mm. if it was just another ground level route that went the same direction it probably wouldn't be so bad no you're probably right but yeah so there was that it makes it unappealing to me anyway because it means you have to spend more time moving <laughs> I always have a problem with that in games it's like I just want to be fighting <laughs> yeah that is yeah. Ro- that is Rob's style he's the front line man uh, but then there's also all these tons of weapons which I mean most of them I can't remember all of them so I, could, I was like we could talk about some of them but I, again it's like Valve have done it's like these are like you know, new weapons that Valve made themselves and all this stuff. Although maybe they haven't made them themselves. They probably just these are probably from that contribute system where 
people have submitted designs and Valve's have put the stats on them or whatever. Possibly, although they seem quite nicely thought out in terms of packs. Well, sort of. And the weird thing about it is that it's like they have the, it's like these sets, mm. like assets. That's sets. what I mean. Yeah, but they don't have any set bonuses this time. Oh right. So it's like, what is the point of calling it a set? <laughs> Apart from it matches. being a theme. Yeah, I mean, I like the um, the 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 snipers hat thing. What's it? Apparently that makes you incredibly obvious, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's white, mainly. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you have to paint it. Lawrence of Australia, right? As long as you can... quite funny. Yeah, if you could paint it, that would be, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. But let's... Paint it brown. Uh, and the demo like... man's turban thing's pretty hilarious as well. Well. Demo, demo pan. Let's never go to defeat Afros or pimp hats, though. Pimp hat. It's <laughs> more That's not what it's about. Being tasteful is not what it's about. Maybe. But, um... So... I mean, so I guess we can talk about stuff. some of these things. So what were they? The first one well, was no, the Arabian Nights, and then War was the third one. What was the second one? The second was... day? I know the first one was Gangsters. Oh, that's right. Gangsters, then Arabian oh, that's Nights. Cool. And then Gangsters. Like, we're talking 50s gangsters. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Let, 40s. Let's just so go through these. How many trilbies are there? Well, they already had trilbies, so they can't fit any more trilbies. Are there nice black and white trilbies, though, rather than the grey ones? No. no. You've got like a Tommy Gun so, style okay, minigun, right? Yeah, you've got, you've got the... the the, it was heavy and spy for the fifties. Spy, oh, gangster. Yeah. You got so the heavy gets like thirties, probably. Oh yeah, probably. You got this heavy like Tommy gun, machine gun thing, which I can't remember. I most of these I won't be able to remember the exact stats for. I'll just have to say what I can. But uh, it's like you have no spin up noise, mm. and I can't remember what the disadvantage is. Mm. Probably less damage. Yeah, maybe. It's just like no spin up noise, and then like. But the trouble with that is that they see, they've done a classic like Valve error again, and like made an error with the sound because it has no spin up noise, and then when you're firing, it has a firing noise, obviously. Mm. But because because of that, if for example you stun a heavy who's got that, if he's holding down the firing button. As if he was still firing, because it keeps it spun up. It just keeps playing the firing noise, even though he's stunned and he's not firing. (laughs) It's like, and if you're out of ammo, I don't think they've made it have the click noise either. I think it just keeps playing the firing noise. It's (laughs) like, wait, have you just screwed up here? Typical. So that's a decoy fire. And then you get, what, what else is in that heavy pack? You get a new shotgun that I can't remember what the stats are for. And you get, uh, brass knuckles. So they're finally actually thinking of, more replacements for the base shotgun. Yeah, yeah, this pack. And then you get Brass Knuckles, which is actually pretty funny. It's just like super fast attack speed compared to the Norfis. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> which could actually be pretty funny. And I just... I, people, I, Someone wrote in the chat in game, they were like... Someone was theorising. It's like, wouldn't the Brass Knuckles be super awesome with the stake? So you run around super fast with mini crits on your super fast firing melee weapon. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That could be quite funny. <laughs> so yeah, that might be awesome. And then the spy one, he, it's like you get a re- you get a revolver that just basically does more damage, which is a bastard because spies with pistols when they actually use them to you know shoot at you. It's like I was playing engineer. Surely that's good for you and your gun spy. Well, yeah, arguably. Apart from I'm always going for the headshots, which do <laughs> do tons of damage anyway. But it's like I was playing engineer against a, a spy using this, and I was gunslinger engineer, so I had the bonus health. Mm. Of like plus twenty five, whatever, and he was still like two shotting me with one of them being crits. It's like the crit takes off like hundred and seventy something health. It's like Jeez. fuck Jesus, it's a bit unfair. 
don't think the spy needed a more powerful pistol. If you want power pistol, you use the normal pistol. Because yeah. that does tons of damage already. The, the normal pistol is the most effective weapon he has. And then the, the, the knife that comes in that set is like, when you kill someone, you gain cloak. And you have less health. So that's not very interesting. No, no. I think I'd stick to my Saharan spy. Yeah. It, it's way overpowered still. It's, it's, it's awesome fun. So uh, then the second day was the... I brought it up, by the way, so yeah. you can actually look up and see what... The second day was the Saharan one, where you've got more stupid fucking demo nights. God damn it. <laughs> 1,001 demo nights, lol. <laughs> so stupid. Why did they put more goddamn swords in? It's like you've got this, you've got a sword, a shield, and boots that let you turn faster when you're charging. 100% increase in turning control while charging. It's just plus 25 max health. Plus 25 max health! It's like, fucking <laughs> hell, is not the turning just an advantage enough. And the shield does damage on your charge impact, no matter what range, rather than just maximum range like the normal charge. 70% increase in charge impact damage. So it literally kills people really easily if you hit them with it. It's just like, we don't want more fucking demo knights! <laughs> now you, it's like, it was already bad enough that virtually all day I've ever using the charge which removes the sticky launcher, and now they've got this even better shield and sword combo. <laughs> It does seem a bit too much of a of a boost. Yeah. The, I think that's the main problem with this update, is a lot of these are just boosts. But apart from this next one, because the other half of the Sahara update was the sniper, which is really shit. It's like, you get, a, you get a new knife, which is just like, if you're on... Is it high health you gain damage and low health you lose damage? Or is it the other way around? Plus 25% increase in damage when health is less than 50%. All right, yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the thing? The shot... <laughs> and then the stupid sniper rifle is like, it has a lower default charge rate, and then every time you headshot, it increases the charge rate. And then if you body shot, it decreases it, and if you miss, it resets it. It sounds like something you should say when you sneeze. Shahansha. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, that sniper rifle is shit for most people, but if you put that in the hands of a good sniper, it's just going to be ridiculously overpowered again. they just charge up constantly. So yeah, if they, they miss the head, they're going to they're gonna just kill you anyway. Yeah, right? and they, and they, and like... They've got like 50 good, charge. The awesome snipers, like some of the ridiculously good snipers that we see on the service we play on, they like never miss headshots. So they're yeah. just going to get so ridiculously fast charging sniper. It's going to be quite a bastard. So then their headshot against the heavy after a couple of headshots will be insta-kill, won't it? No, it's not increasing damage, it's just increasing how fast it charges so they can fire quicker headshots. Oh, okay. So is it only the subsequent shot charges faster? Yeah, if if you headshot, it it increases the charge rate of your sniper rifle overall. Oh, right, I see. So you keep the buff until you die. Until you miss or body shot. Oh, okay, yeah. So there, yeah, that was that. And then there's freaking the third day with World War Wednesday with the, the, sol- the soldier pack, where basically this is where it starts getting really dumb because it's like Valve running out of ideas, clearly. Because it's like, let's give them a rocket launcher, which is basically a direct hit apart from with the normal rocket launcher smash damage. So it's basically a straight upgrade. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> it's so what? cheap, cheap. Awesome. Plus forty percent projectile speed, minus twenty five clip size. That's oh, right. a so, hit, so you're but li- it's not reducing your um, damage. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, a black, black box, box with normal extra. damage, but with direct hit speed projectiles. I want it. It's so ridiculously overpowered. They've got to nerf that because it's just a straight upgrade over every other rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> the Liberty Launcher is just fate- way too good. Why have you seen it in action? Yeah, like everyone has got it now. Hit your 
All right. Such a pain. What and else then, you got? And then you've got shotgun. the shotgun, which, like, faster weapon switch and mini crits on targets in the air. Except they've done the classic thing that they did when they did the... It's the direct hit that also does criticals if the target's in the air. Yeah. But they've made the same error with that shotgun, where it counts if, if like, if your target is jumping. <laughs> oh, really? Or at least I think it does. I'm fairly sure I jumped and then got hit by that. Well, so it's good against scouts. I always thought <laughs> the direct hit sort of usage for that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Because I'm sure you could hit people sometimes and not get the crit. There's like some rule. Well, it's like you had to knock them in the air with You had to be the one to put them in the air. Yeah, Yeah, because originally it did just have that same problem where it's like if they were jumping, it would still count. And they've just made the same error again, basically. (laughs) I'm not sure it matters so much with the shotgun. Yeah. Perhaps on... It's a tough one. It's like fighting scouts. If they're jumping around, they're just making themselves an easy kill. No, that's that's, true. It's a tough one to define, actually, that one, isn't it? Where, whether you've been... Whether yeah. jumping is in the air enough. Well, yeah, that was the whole problem that they had with that. The, the first scout's time. got a bloody triple jump now, so... Well, that's a dumb. <laughs> I mean, the scout update is... I mean, that's not one of the day updates. The scout one was snuck in there separately. Yeah. But the scout update is super stupid as well. There was basically, here is a pistol that has a lower cliff and more damage, because we couldn't think of a good idea for a pistol. <laughs> good job. You've got the bat, which is like, gives you a triple jump, apart from the tri- triple jump damages yourself. And where do you ever go to use a triple jump? So, almost entirely pointless. <laughs> don't know, some well, scout players seem to be excited by that. Well, it depends okay. if you don't want to use the... Um... Force of nature, I guess, yeah. to do your triple jump. Or if you have the force of nature, you replaced... could do a quadruple jump. You could probably go across from t- the two fort from one side to the other without touching the ground. <laughs> <But it's... laughs> oh, that could be really funny. But it's replacing your bats, so I mean, there's better options for bats. Like Sandman. <laughs> for me. You're just obsessed with the Sandman. Well, it's, it's like none of these scout weapons are going to make me replace anything, apart from maybe the pistol. But And then the, the scatter gun is like, it's like a force of nature, you only get two shots. But instead of knockback, it has where, as you run around, a meter builds up, and then when the meter gets full, you get mini crits for a certain amount of time. That's right. Oh, that's pretty cool. But that's just overpowered as well. It's just like, you're just running around, building... It's like, you don't have to do anything apart from stay run. alive. <laughs> that's cool, though. I like. I would like that, I think. It's like hype, isn't it, or something? Yeah. And you use it to... But once again, that's not going to replace the force of nature for me, because I need... Uh, the knockback is more important to me than the crits. The knockback crits. is quite nice. It depends on the level, I think, actually, that one. Well, probably. If you knock them, you can knock them off the map, yeah. If you're just knocking them into walls, it's not so good, is it? I don't know. It can be quite... quite bumping people up against the wall is the instant death manoeuvre. Because once they're in the air, they can't move, so it makes your second shot really easy. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so that was the scout, and then I guess... The pyro's got something, The it? pyro gets one thing, he gets a flare gun where you a can... <laughs> yeah. You get the flare gun where you can make the flare explode, and it does a little fire explosion. Huh. With a second click? Yeah, with a right click. Okay. That could be cool. It could be, but people have been saying it's not actually very good. <laughs> yeah. Or it doesn't work very well or something. What's the downside to it, then, uh, with a normal flare? Uh, I can't remember. I don't think there is one. <laughs> Can you so not fire a second flare until you've exploded the first one? Well, that's not going to... The flares travel so fast anyway, it's not going to make... Yeah, by the time you reload the gun, the other one's usually hit, hit something. something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can't remember what the downside is. I'm sure it's something like less damage or whatever. Or maybe you have to... Oh, no, wait, I don't know what the downside is. Or is it direct hits? I don't remember what the downside is. The downside, for some reason, is you take more damage off your own explosions. 
So if you explode this flare right in your face, you take a load of damage. When oh, are you ever going to do that? That's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> Does it explode on contact as well? Or? No, I think it acts like a normal flare if you hit someone. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't sound too bad. There's no downside to it again, but uh, really. Yeah. But I don't think... I'm not sure it's actually an upside as much as it seems like it should be. I don't think the explosion is a wide enough radius, possibly, is the main thing. Mm. Like, you could airburst it, though, is the thing, so you could like try and get it at the right depth of the person you're hitting, so there's more chance of it hitting. Well, yeah... I mean, I guess. I mean, it's like if, you, if you're if you just missing someone, maybe you could detonate it to make it hit them or something. Yeah. Maybe. But it's a bit complicated to have to have it on us. Mainly, I'd be more happy if it was on the same button rather than a different button. You're probably right. Because I don't like... Uh, I mean, this is the whole problem I have with Huntsman. <laughs> I don't like using both mouse buttons consecutively. Maybe it's to stop you from blowing it up in your face if you go, ah! And spam Double the click, click button. Yeah. Well, then that should be what the disadvantage is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe but then okay so the last one is the medic which is probably the most like well thought out set of stuff as in they actually have real bonuses and stuff rather than just being these shitty like more damage less clip laziness of the, some of the other guns but the medic one is because I mean obviously this is meet the medic as well yeah which was fair yeah <laughs> it was also though uh, but yeah so the medic equipment you get you get generic Syringe gun, where it's just like more damage, less fire rate or something. Not very interesting. Whatever. Don't really care about that. You get the stupid melee weapon, which is like a bust of Socrates, where it's the only advantage of it is like you can see enemy health. Which is, I'm Why not sure that's the advantage, so really, you can for a see if they're about to die and whether you can actually get them. Yeah, I guess it's I so you can, like, you could take them, yeah. You can target your, if you're using voice, you can, like, t- tell your heavy or whatever who what, to what shoot at. Point? Well, I suppose if, and if you're running away from a fight, whether you can take them or not, or just mop up if your yeah, heal buddy goes down. And then the actual important one is the new Medivine, the quick fix quick thing, fix. which is actually kind of weird. It's like when you Uber, it just increases healing rate by like 300%. So it's like a non-invincible Uber. You're healing at su- healing super fast so they can stay alive under a lot of fire, but they're not totally invincible. So are you not affected by it? Yeah, and you don't get it either. So you have to not die. Wait, wait, so what's the other... What's the upside to this? The upside of it is when you've got the healing beam on someone, you move as fast as they do. So you could move as oh, fast. Fa- well, faster. I mean, for faster classes. Not You don't slow down if you're healing a heavy. <laughs> that would be dumb. Can you speed up if you're healing a scout? Yeah. So you can run across the level crazy. Fast. Yeah. I'm not sure I get And this. what's the other... Is there, there's, there's another thing, isn't it there? Recharge rate, faster charge. And heal rate in general, far, 40% faster heal rate for normal healing. Oh, okay. That's quite important. Yeah. So you heal No overheal. Oh, no overheal. Is there no yeah. overheal? I'm not sure. It says can't overheal. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm. it's an interesting one. Yeah, I don't know quite if I... But the trouble is, that. it's like, it's sort of a good... It's good in some situations. Oh, and it has the other advantage of... That it's a really specified. immunity to movement-impairing effects when on the Uber charge. That kind of sucks for oh, me, right, because so it means so I can't stun people. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently that's a movement-impairing effect. So even though... Because with the normal Uber, you can stop people who are invulnerable... By blasting them black, back, can't you? Yeah. But with this, although you're not invulnerable, you can't be blasted back. So oh, does it stop airburst as well? Presumably. Huh. Immunity to movement impairing effects, yeah. so you can just move forward no matter what, provided you don't die. It'd be better if I could still stun them, but then they move at the same speed, but unfortunately not. No. The, the stun doesn't work at all. No. 
But then the other sort of advantage to that, there's also another element of it, is like, because it's not a proper Uber charge, you can cap while doing it. Because you're, yeah, invi- you're not invulnerable. Yeah, you don't lose. Oh, I see. There's a lot of subtleties to yeah. that one, isn't there? Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. But the trouble with that is, of course, that every goddamn medic in the entire world is using it now, so you never have any actual Uber charges when you need them. Because <laughs> well, no, you can't ha- really take down centuries with it still, even though you're healing so quickly. That yeah. happened when the crits first came out. It all settled out. It's just that people are experimenting. Is it me, or is it much less sentry-focused in general at TF2 nowadays? I don't know. Centuries are, are still a problem. I don't see him so much. Moving them around is the main problem. It used to be all about getting past the next sentry nest or whatever, and now it doesn't seem to. I suppose it's better. It's what level you're playing. Yeah, it does. Dust Bowl is still sentry corners. Yeah. Yeah, heavily. And the fact you can move them around it has boosted them, I guess. On attack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping level 3 sentry directly onto the point. Complete bastards. <laughs> I still never tried that. <laughs> Man, I need so I guess that's all there is to say about 2 2. Oh dear God. We yeah. could talk about that forever. Need to need to get some time with that. That sounds intriguing. So is that that's actually out now, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Have you had any fun? Uh, we need to talk about the fact that it's more than the fact that it's free to play. You think it's a good well, thing? Well, I think, I think sticking with something. weapons for a second, are all these classically craftable? Yeah, and they've changed yeah, the crafting yeah. page now, so it's meant to make it easier, but I think it just makes it a bit more annoying because now when you go to the crafting page, it just has it's just a straight up text list of all the stuff you can make. And then when you click on one of those, it brings up the panel that shows you each individual thing you need to put into the slots to make it. So it's slightly easier to make what you want, but that means that every time you want to make scrap metal, you have to look down the list to where it says scrap metal and then click on it and then click on the two slots and then go through your backpack to find the two things to fit oh, in the right. two slots. So it doesn't just, you can't just say, oh, I know what the blueprint is, chuck them in. Go. No. Oh, that is a bit sucky, actually. It's, it's like it's making doing things you know how to do a lot. It takes a lot more clicks, <laughs> well, but it makes it much easier to make things that you don't don't know how to make. Much easier for beginners, but well, perhaps that should have just been you know the default behaviour is normal, and then you can choose to to guide you if you want. Yeah, that seems a bit logical. stupid to make it mandatory. They'll probably fix that. They'll probably have had. Crafting bin where you can just shove stuff and craft again. Yeah, you'd hope. Yeah, I didn't maybe, know. Maybe that means that like they're, they're trying to think of recipes. Maybe they're maybe they're sort of preempting the fact that there may be recipes that sort of like have options. You know, so you put some stuff in there, and it's like, ah, oh, this could this could produce well, either them, this or this. Some but, of them do have options, but they're random randomly. Like if you put a class yeah, yeah, token yeah, yeah, and a scrap metal in, you get a random one of that class. True, of but you know I me. Mean? Maybe they're trying to that they, they'll sort of start making recipes where they're just like, ah, oh, right, you've got all the right ingredients for this or this. I don't know because they could just make every recipe different, can't they? Really, because they've got so many things that you can craft together, <laughs> so many different combinations. Yeah, I guess, but you know, I think they might go that way. Perhaps I did know some of the simpler things. I did notice that for some reason that new melee, medic melee, the bust thing, mm. the crafting recipe for that is insanely expensive and really annoying. It's like you need a reclaimed metal and eight gerardies. Jesus. It's like, what? <laughs> How is. I don't think it's that powerful a weapon. Just to be able to see enemy health, that's a bit of an insane recipe. Mm. And that's like the only one, because I was like, it's all normally like three things or four things. And then this one is like eight drowning. <laughs> it's like, what? What are they implying about Socrates? It's made out of pee. Made out of pee. Eight bottles of pee. 
yeah. So that was weird. So yeah, so free play team model. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently what it is is like the free players you can't actually craft anything. That's the main lockout. Yeah, but you need, it, you only have to spend You only have to spend like 29p. 20p or something <laughs> and then you in, you become a a primary player. Oh, oh right, so you still actually have to buy something out of the store to unlock the game fully. Sort, well, of. sort of. You can pretty much play. I mean, there's no oh, real was it, was this the thing that they implemented to try and stop just free-to-play griefers? I like, think so. And, and, and like, stuff spammers. Because you can make infinite free accounts now, presumably, if you wanted. But it's not going to stop them. I mean, 29 p isn't much. No, I know, but I mean, they have other strategies, don't they? This is just one of their ways of I can't remember what the, the influx of new players that's the idea I don't know what the other things are because I mean when you upgrade to a premium whatever account presumably that they can't do anything else at that point yeah but they can still ban griefers <laughs> well, so, yeah. so I'm sure they still have monitoring for that sort of thing uh, probably improved and they're confident enough to make it free to play now <laughs> I don't know this just sounds like they sounds like a classic valve maneuver like we'll do something and then see what happens and then try and fix it <laughs> yeah probably Probably. But how's it going so far? You've actually played it since. Well, the servers have been ridiculously full, but I'm not sure if that's actually because of new people or just because everyone who normally plays has seen the... I mean, the the servers that we play on are pretty much always full with a select, you know, the regulars. Yeah. Is Hampshire Heavy too full? It has been the last couple of days, apart from I joined it last night and then it immediately emptied. (laughs) (laughs) It's because now with with the free-to-play... Making things easier for new people aspects. Now, when you click on the play now button, it just like has these little hilarious cartoon pictures where it's like payload, push the cart, and then you just click at it and puts you on a random server. Oh right, okay. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Are they always terrible servers? Push I don't know. I haven't tried it. Okay. I just go for my standard servers. Have to try. So yeah, I guess that's that. Cool. We it's good news, on. though. I could get, potentially get everyone at work to just download a TF2 and, <laughs> yeah, and play it. Yeah, for free. Yeah, because it's free, so there's no barrier. Oh, Christ. There we go. Yeah, move on. What else you got? I've got loads of time. Yeah, but i still got some stuff to talk about. Go on. And TF2, we did, you know, we could talk about that forever. Well, well. I just want to raise the point that this may have what, some, what sometimes happens in the industry is... Um, it might be one of those leading factors. So all of a sudden we might see a number of of new big name free to play games pop up. I know EA have been experimenting with it for a while now to, <laughs> to little, heroes, long. yeah, to little <laughs> success. It's not going to work for anyone. And NFS Live or whatever it was called, and the FIFA Online implementation. Yeah, none of them seem to have worked particularly well for them, but. I think it might encourage people to do. And this is a good thing. The good side of this that may come out is that they'll launch. Games will launch as a, with a pay-to-play model, and then when their popularity dwindles, perhaps or there's little money in it, perhaps they introduce maybe like, um, uh, full-on free-play systems. But it has to rely on a nicely thought-out microtransaction system that's not mandatory. And this is why it works for TF because the pay-to-play, you know, the microtransactions have never been mandatory, so you can sort of work up to them. Yeah, yes, and it's a. Uh, so, uh, that's the good side. If things start following that model, I don't think I'd have a problem with that. Because um, it means the, you know, it extends the lifespan of the game and potentially the revenue for very little, I guess. But it's uh, the worrying thing would be if there's another slew of say, people going, oh, look, free-to-play seems to work. <laughs> Apparently, when Team Fortress 2 went free-to-play, it went, went from like being in the top ten of most played on Steam to the number one, overtaking Counter-Strike. 
that damn time. In one manoeuvre. Four years after it came out. <laughs> Quite a long time after Candle Strike came out as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Five, six years. No, At least. No, seven, because that came out in 2004, same time as Half-Life 2, didn't it? Source. Source. Yeah. Now, if you talk about actual Counter-Strike... <laughs> I'm not sure which one it was at the start. It might yeah. have been... I doubt it was. Counter-Strike 1.6. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, next thing. Okay, the, the well... Shields, right, Shields. Next, next thing. in Source? Yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everything oh, yeah, is original CS is in Source. Yeah. It's just people hated those things, didn't they? Yeah. They were kind funny. of like, <laughs> Funny. Funny. <laughs> Uh, next thing, which is conveniently leading on from free to playness, I've been messing around with another one of the free to play things that turned up on Steam before Steam Fortress, which was Spiral Knights. Ah, yes. Because I'd heard ages ago, like several months ago, in IRC, people were being quite enthusiastic about it when it first came out. Because now they all don't care, so I'm doing this by myself. <laughs> now that it's come to Steam. So, what is this shit? It's like Torchlight, only sort of simpler. It's oh. like a dungeon crawler stabby thing okay. game. I mean, like Diablo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it was going to be simple because it's a free to play thingy. thingy. Mm. By Sega, which I thought was kind of strange. What? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. It was like, oh, it's Sega. Weird. It has kind of a. You know, it's not it's not a dark game. It's not Torchlighty or Diablo. I mean, Diablo is like super dark, and then you've got Torchlight where it's starting to go a bit more. You know, ambient, ambient, yeah. But then this is like, it's not mood like. It hasn't gone all the way into like you know ridiculous cheese. cheesy kid super friendly. vibrant land. It is pretty vibrant, just not super vibrant. <laughs> that magic is that's kind of, kind of got a crazy vibe. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it is sort of giving in the sort of magical area. Well, it's basically day dungeons, isn't it? As well, yeah. Well, yeah, where yeah, it's not dark dungeons. There's no like. Fog of War, where it's darkness around you or anything. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like dungeon crawling, wandering around, stabbing things. It's got quite a weirdly awesome like world and mechanic for making the world, where it's like, the whole idea is like, you're on this weird planet where it's like, the crust is like a shell, and then underneath there's all this clockwork shit where like, bits of the world casually rotate around within it, which ex- which is like how they explain the fact that the level, each level of the dungeon as you go down right. can have like four or five different options and those cycle in real time. So it's like, like the clockwork was rotating. You, if you just stand there for a while, the level will change which one you're going to. Oh, and each of the individual levels is, is sort of torchlighty in that it's just like a random selection of parts that are joined together. So it's like random levels and then different, each different level can have a different level. <laughs> different configuration. Yeah, different different parts make a different level, and then each of the, there can be several of those per depth as you go down. Mm-hmm. And then to make it even more complicated, the, the the entire whole like dungeon layout, which is like twenty nine levels or whatever, uh-huh. those are built by depositing minerals in a in a into like this mineral deposit box. The players themselves. Depending on what combination of minerals you fit into each floor overall determines what theme it will be, yeah. and then those gates cycle in like every like number of days 
those each of, and like a new gate gets finished and an old one disappears and then it reopens to build a new one. Mm. So it's like you're constantly changing what levels you've got available and each of the individual parts of that level are changing. So it's like there's quite a lot of random variants that you can get to like mess around in and see new shit, I guess, mm. to a certain extent. Okay. And then, like, so the free-to-play system, which I guess is the important thing, is like, where's the money? <laughs> and? Uh, well, basically how it works is, over time, all, it's like all the elevators that get you into the levels and the crafting all cost, like, money. Well, the crafting costs money, the elevators don't. But they also cost energy, which is, like, the, the main thing. So over, like, 24 hours, you build up energy over time. Into your into your mist tank up to a hundred, and that's all you can store. But then, if you want the if you want to have more than a hundred for like, because obviously there's twenty nine floors you can get to, right? And it costs ten energy ten energy per floor. So obviously you can't get all the way through the dungeon in one go on just the free energy. No. So you have you can buy energy to put it into which is in a separate reserve, and that never expires or refills or whatever. Buy that with real money. Buy that with real money. Or you can just buy it off other players for in-game cash or, you know, all that normal sort of in-the-eve-style right? where someone somewhere has bought it and then you can buy it off them <laughs> Yeah, for in-game cash. So, yeah, it's quite a, quite a ridiculous system. So have you put so any real limit? money into it? Does no, I've just been conveniently buying this extra energy off other people because I was like, I know how to work a market, yeah. <laughs> an auction house, but yeah. Does this mean that it's not possible to actually get through the game. You know, in, in, in conceptually, it's not possible to get through the game without spending money. Well, it is sort of because it's twenty nine floors, but it's split into like three chunks, and f- you can get through one of the chunks on like sixty energy. So you can. Do, they're called tiers. It's like tier zero, tier one, tier two. Right, but then so. You can get through one of those chunks with 60 energy, so you can do the whole thing. Because when you've done one chunk, it unlocks the ability to start from the start of the second okay, one. I see. That's all right. So you can theoretically go through the whole thing without oh, that's not so bad. ever getting involved. You just do it torchlight style. Yeah. And I mean, you're not going to... Presuming, you, presuming you're not going to spend too much time on it. It's like you'll all pretty much always fill up your tank if you're not playing it every single day. Mm. Your free tank. Yes. But then again... you Free tank? <laughs> the energy is... Using the energy for crafting is also the other problem. Where it's like... That actually costs quite a lot of energy to make weapons. And you and it locks the tiers by, like, the quality of your weapons. So if you get you can't get into the second tier unless you've got two-star weapons or whatever. Oh, so presumably the... Uh, there's not so much loot that you can use then, just off the bat? You don't get... So there's more of an emphasis on the crafting than a... Yeah, you don't get weapons or armour from loot drops. You only get materials. Mm. And then you have to craft those into... By buying a recipe and then crafting them. Or, I mean, you can just auction house it. Mm. If you've got... If you build up enough in-game cash, you can just buy everything from that. And you can buy that... You know, the energy market is a separate thing from the auction house. You can buy the energy from that and all that kind of stuff. It's actually quite an ingeniously balanced system, surprisingly, for actually... Well, the thing is, I found it kind of surprising how easy it was to just make cash and get energy. And I was like, 
this just seems like the economy might collapse at any moment. <laughs> it's like, all I did was, like, run for a dungeon, buy a blueprint, craft a weapon, and then it sold for, like, a ton of cash. And I was just like, well, I'll buy some more energy, and then craft some more weapons, and then sell for cash. <laughs> and it's like, this is just inflation. What's going on here? <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, oh, man, what's going on? I can do this quite easily. Although I haven't got very... I mean, I haven't actually got deep into it. Mainly because I haven't got... Even though I've got the two-star weapons and armor and stuff I need to access the second tier, I can only do about half of that tier using those. I think I need to upgrade again, which... That's where it starts getting to do a lot of cash. It's like, the two-star weapons are acceptable levels of cash. Like, if you were to buy them off the market, it's like 7,500 or whatever. Mm. Which is equivalent to, like... 200 energy or something. Not too bad. Two days worth of grind. Yeah. More or less. But, uh, well, I I mean, that's the value of the energy is not the same as spending that energy and then going grinding, really. Mm. As in buying energy. Obviously, to buy energy, just pure energy, is worth more to the player base. (laughs) <laughs> it's really hard to explain this kind of system. I don't know. Yeah, makes, a bit <clears throat> makes some sense. <laughs> it's a. It, it's, I think the main problem with it that I'm having is all the words are the same. Levels upon levels with levels in them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> overloaded those terms, haven't they? Yeah. So does it suffer from the normal problem of these style of games with a free-to-play model that the grind is, um, you know, all there is? Well. Sort of. I don't know, it depends what you're actually looking for. Because, I mean, you it doesn't feel like grinding so much. Well, maybe to me. Maybe because I've done this where I'm just getting cash and making stuff. It, maybe it doesn't feel like grinding because I'm just getting what I need whilst doing it. It's like I'm playing the game and getting the cash and, and elements I need to craft stuff without having to try. Hmm. I don't know if that's actually the case. But it's more like... It's more like you're not actually trying to grind anything. You're just going through it to play the levels. Or at least initially it seems like it. I'm not sure how long that, you know, newness will last. But there, I mean, there are a lot of variations, like I said, with the random elements mm. and the switching of levels over time. You that does help. Play through the same thing. I mean... You do start to see, like, the same elements over and over, where it's like, oh, that's this room of the level, but it's just in a different order somewhere else or whatever, with different enemies in it. And the enemies change depending on, like, you know, those minerals you put in to build the gates, that changes, like, the elemental properties of the enemies or whatever. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, that's that, I guess. Hmm. I would say that I like I'd like someone else to come and play it as well because I mean it does work pretty good in in like it goes up to four player and it has quite a balanced system for it's like when you get more people in you don't compete for cash or uh, they have this thing called heat which is how you upgrade your weapons and armor mm. which is like experience points basically for your for your weapon you don't compete for cash or heat or uh, some of the tokens which are specialised and you don't anyone who picks them up everyone gets them oh okay. I see the only thing oh that's good yeah I like the that. only thing that is shared isn't shared out evenly is the crafting materials but it's not the person who picks them up that always gets them when someone picks it up it just assigns it to a random person in the team I see uh, so it tries to even it out so yeah it, kind of like how the guild wars had 
Yeah, you can't imagine the uh, kind of like how Guild Wars had the reserved four. Yeah, thing basically. I was watching the Quick Look of Trenched, and it has a similar thing where pick who when you're playing co-op and you pick stuff up, it just gets shared rather than going to the person who got there first. Yeah, I, I like that. So yeah, that's quite a nice system. And also, there's the the actual advantage of going for the four player version is uh, when you're going through the dungeons, you find like mineral deposits and you pick those up, and when well, it's like when you're solo, you just pick up the biggest bit that you find. Yeah. But when you're doing fourth layer, you have four people to pick up each of each of the bits, and everyone gets a copy of all four of those. So that's like where the advantage of going fourth layer is: you get more of the minerals out of it because everyone gets a duplicate of everyone's pickup. Right. Yeah. You get more. Yeah. Cool. I wish you. Is there things like, because the, the enemy count presumably goes up as well to scale? I don't think it does go up, they just get hardier. Oh, okay. So that is a, I don't think you do get as many crafting materials out of it if you're going in four player. Because there's still the same number of enemies. I'm not sure if they're more likely to drop. Because, I mean, obviously sometimes you kill an enemy, it doesn't drop yeah. crafting materials or whatever. So I'm not sure what the exact balance about that is. But yeah, I was, it's like I was going to say, like, I kind of want someone to come play it with me, but you guys have better things to do. <laughs> you guys have actual games to play. <laughs> yeah. Quite a few things kind to get through. But it's, uh, yeah, your, your point is valid. It's like a, you know... If I had decent internet, I probably would try. It's just like a quick, you know... It's like Torch... It's like as if Torchlight was a multiplayer game, which it will be. Which it will be, too. which will be fun. Can't wait for that. It's just like you don't have to spend long on it. You can just do a quick run-through of one level of the thing and then you're done. Or you've expended your energy and then you just you can't play anymore. You just wait for the next time. Cool. So yeah, that's that. What else you got been playing, man? Oh god, uh, I can't remember. There's two more things. All oh, right, Eve. That's probably the What's next. What's going on in Eve? Working. It's the first part of walking in stations where you actually have your avatar and you wander around in your little captain's quarters. And yeah. I made a video which I've posted onto my YouTube as well as a live stream channel that I was messing around with. What's your YouTube? Off our Facebook page. For those who are interested. Yes, and then Rob Cross posted it on Facebook. Is it ZBB something? Yes. And your birth date of birth? Yes. Okay, then we can't read that. <laughs> Just search for Hostile Waters Last Mission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's that like the most popular video on my entire account. Oh no, actually, wait, Hostile Waters Mission 3. Mission 3. Which yeah. has, it's really bizarre, that one video on my account has like 20,000 views. <laughs> yeah. And the Hostile Waters Last Mission, where I uploaded a walkthrough of the entire last mission, is like 2,000 views. <laughs> Much more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Apart from it is like four videos because I had to split it into ten minute chunks. Do so it's you like use the play in your solution? No. The last mission. Why do they give you that play in the last? You mission? can be cheap with it, and if you equip the uh, the warhammer, the long range artillery thing, yeah. it acts like a bomb, right? And then you can just fly so high that nothing can target you, and you can just bomb everything. Oh, cool. Oh, that's maybe how you meant to do it. Yeah, but that's so cheap. <laughs> that is cheap. <laughs> anyway, uh, getting too happy playing. So yeah, so uh, I made this e video of like a walkthrough guide of all the walking and station. I say all the tiny bit of walking and station stuff, where it's like your captain's quarters and you look at a screen and it tells you pointless information about the world, and then you walk up to a gantry and then you can look at your ship in real size ish, maybe. <laughs> and are there fish? No, no fish. Disappointing. Yeah, no fish tank. No feeding your fish constantly. <laughs> Although, actually, I guess that is sort of the idea of this whole thing. Was as I said in the, in this video, virtually the first thing I say is that basically the entire thing is pointless. That's it, what I thought. Like all the buttons and everything else that you normally do in a station are totally there. 
But instead, you can do it through this pointless interactive interface. Press them. Yeah, genius. Well, you know, it's obviously just a first step towards what they want to achieve. You think so? Yeah. It's like that menu for that uh, uh, demos. <laughs> do you remember years ago? Oh right, it was like yeah. the build engine first or person. something. You'd run up to whatever it was, Monster Truck Madness, <laughs> yeah, press the like space bar, <laughs> and then you could. That was you a could great demo engine. That was yeah. yeah. And yeah. you could, like, chuck coins. It's like, do you new coins? For no reason. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, so you can wander around and you can look at this, like, here is your ship in real scale, probably. It's hard to tell, though, because as I was saying in the, in this video, it's like, you can't really... There's no sense of scale because you don't know how big it's meant to be or anything. Mm. And it's really hard to simulate a large thing in the distance in mm. a video game. <laughs> That's true. Scale is all confusing. I wonder if it would be easy. I wonder if they've taken it into account. Like, if you've used 3D vision on it. Yeah, if you put it into 3D. Would that give you a better sense of the scale? Maybe. I don't know. I think what they've really done wrong is they put that gantry in the wrong place. Because you walk up this where to the viewing point of your ship is, and it's like sort of up in front of you and you're sort of underneath it and then it rotates slowly in in the air. I think it would have been better for a sense of scale if they put the gantry like sort of over it so you're looking down and yeah. then it goes slightly under the gantry. That maybe would have been a... I think that would have given you a better sense of scale than... Or you need to be closer to it, really. Yeah. You need to be... The gantry needs to overlap slightly <laughs> rather than being a totally separate zone. So you can't zone. see all of it in one view, can you? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it rotates very slowly and okay. so you can see all angles on it or whatever. No, I just mean you have to look around. You can't picture frame it. You or... probably can if your resolution's high. You can't mind one because the ship doesn't fit. <laughs> no. Okay. It's not widescreen. Okay. But yeah, so, that's, so really, that's, Eve. that's really all there is to that. Apart from they also, in this update, I guess the other cool thing is the new turret animations. Where, like, all the actual turrets on your ship have proper, like... And they point towards where they're shooting. Well, right? they used to do that, but now they look better. Oh, cool. <laughs> they look like actual turrets. And they have, like, gun... And they have this pointless, like, activation animation where, like, they open up and parts ah. rotate. Apart from you're never going to see that, because that only happens when you online and offline your turrets, which you never, ever do in space as far because as I know. Because they're always online, right? Yeah. And because, I mean, onlining and offlining stuff, it does technically, as far as I'm aware, have applications in certain PvP aspects, but... Basically, in order to online or offline a module on your ship in EVE, you have to have full capa- full capacitor. Right. So And it drains like 90% of your capacitor when you do it. To offline something. Yeah, to online or offline something. So it's, you only do it in like when you're very, in a very safe place in space in right. PvP for some, you know, maybe you're turning off a cloaking device and you're turning on one extra gun or something because you can fit both or something. Right. I don't fucking know. I don't PvP. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they put in this whole nice animation in for it but you're never actually going to see it fair enough plus they'd probably be tiny in real well yeah real. also if you're on any large enough it. ship you're like miniature turrets even though they're supposed to be huge and like I've got I my traditional guns on my traditional auto cannons or artillery on my battleship are like 1200 millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so it's like man Hello. that is a huge ass car <laughs> Huge ass caliber of a gun that you're firing there, but they're still tiny. It's like Jess car. Yeah, I said huge ass car, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that is a huge ass car. <laughs> big enough to fire a car through. Yeah, the that's car. what I was <laughs> thinking of because the, the old classic thing was like, it's like you're firing a mini out of your gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So I said, so I said it was a huge ass car. <laughs> oh man, that gun's a huge ass car. <laughs> and then the, what else? the gun is like fourteen meters long, or whatever, supposedly in scale. And my ship is like a thousand meters long. Ridiculous. So it's still a tiny, tiny little speck relative to the whole ship. Yeah. It doesn't look a thousand meters long given... I see what you mean about the scale problem now. I didn't realise your ship was supposed to be a kilometre long. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, even from that view, it doesn't look like it's a kilometre long. Yeah. And I, I still think it's like the smaller ships, like I switched to the shuttle, and that's like a hundred meters, and that definitely looks too big comparatively, I'd say, mm. in the hangar. I'm sure in space that frigates and stuff were super tiny compared to battleships, because I remember I went and flew my battleship up next to someone who'd only just started the game, who I was talking to, and it was like, miniature tiny frigate, and then my huge airship. I'm sure that looks better in space, I'm not sure if the scale is actually right. But yeah, so that's Eve. I didn't actually play Eve, I just logged in to look at this, and then made a video, and then it's like, right, I'm done. <laughs> Check my skills. What else you up to? One more thing? I guess the last, what? One more thing? Yeah, one more thing. Okay. Conveniently. Yeah. Uh, There's been a hell of a lot more update for Terraria. Oh, still. They are actually still doing their updates as they said they would. Oh. Unlike a certain similar 3D game. Well, I mean... (laughs) I mean, the whole idea with Terraria was like they were rushing it out because it got pirated or whatever. Oh, yeah, of course. And then they they basically said that they weren't done with it, so I suppose this stuff that they're actually putting out was what they were planning to do. Yeah. But it's gotten quite a lot more, like, enemies and potions and weird things. Some of the potions are actually quite cool, because it's like, now it's like you get these plants where you harvest them and then they combine the plants in an alchemy style and make weird potions. But they all do, some of the effects that they have are actually quite cool, like, you can walk on water, or <laughs> or you can, or you breathe water instead of air. So if you jump out of water, then you start drowning in a reverse style. <laughs> or the or the quite co- one of the actual really useful ones is like yeah, a potion where it just highlights all treasure and ore. Oh, so even if you can't see it if it's inside a rock face, it just starts glowing as you move That's around. That's awesome. That's what's needed in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, basically. Apart from obviously still the same problem as I said before in Terraria, where it's because it's 2D, you're getting a slice so yeah. you can see them rather than Minecraft, where you'd have to have like some kind of weird X ray view, I guess. X ray vision, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's quite a cool potion. And then you get all the other various things like Featherfall and Iron Hide. All the standard. Someone's funking past the back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so new potions, new enemies. <laughs> funking. <laughs> Some of the new enemies are quite evil. Like the hell enemies. Really, I think maybe they need to tone down at least one of these. Because when you go to hell, mm. it always used to be fire imps and bone serpents. And the fire imps are basically, they fire a fireball at you. Yeah. Except the fireball can pass through landscapes so they can shoot at you from anywhere. Which is kind of difficult to yeah. cope with. Yeah. And then bone serpents are just like a big tunneling worm thing that just mushes its face into you. <laughs> as you would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> But now they put in these other... You get, like, demons, which are sort of, like, fire imps, only more powerful, and they can they fly, so they just float in midair and shoot at you. But then the worst one is... Surprise, it's kind of dumb. The worst enemy in hell now is lava slimes. Because it's like, slimes are the most basic enemy that you see on the surface. But lava slimes, I think they need to tone these down, because when you kill them, a bit of lava comes out. And if you... Lava is 
fucking dangerous. It's yeah. like if you fall into lava, it takes off like 90 of your health per second and you only have like 400 health maximum. Right. So it's like you're killing these things and you're making more lava pools already in hell, which is already fucking full of lava. <laughs> it's like, I really don't need any more lava here, thanks. Oh dear. So I think maybe those need to be like toned down just a touch. Or like maybe reduce the spawn rate because it's like they are the common enemy in hell now. Right. That and hell bats. And it's, it's like, it's because they're a simple enemy, all they do is like jump and like try and jump and into They're you. easy to kill, but when you kill them, but you when you kill them, the fucking lava! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You have to try not to kill them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the way the spawn enemy spawns works is like there's only a certain number of enemies you can have on the screen at a time, so. You're talking about the bone serpents as it sparked a, like a stupid thought process in my head that ended with, um, um, to, to the music of single ladies, if you liked it, then you should have mushed your face in it. Oh, 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 I, I really like that. I, I really like this pizza. I'm, I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> so I'm gonna mush my face in it so none of you can have it. <laughs> Do you want some mushed pizza? <laughs> no, you don't. It's mine. Don't, don't be mad when you see that he wants it. <laughs> <laughs> if I like you it, I'll just it. mash my face in it. Mash your face in it. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's everything. Ray. Maybe there were. Uh, what, is there anything else that got Wait. updated in Terraria? Wait. Wait. I was just trying Terraria. to. Terraria. 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 There was a few other little bits and pieces, like actual other enemies on the surface and weird jungle. I guess I didn't talk about when they updated jungle. Because there used to be an underground jungle, but now the underground jungle extends onto the surface, which makes it significantly easier to find. Because it used to just be entirely enclosed underground and you just have to sort of vaguely guess where it was and dig into Mm. it. And now it's like it goes up to the surface so you can just dig down from there. (laughs) Okay, that's a bit better. Is that like an extension to the mushroom forest, you mean, or is it... Uh, no, it's a different kind of jungle. The okay. mushroom, fo- mushroom underground forest is like a separate type of terrain. Yeah. Weird glowing mushroom. Actually, the the biome elements of Terraria have been getting quite extensive now. <laughs> Again, overtaking Minecraft because it's like now deserts in Terraria have cactuses in them uh. and actually have a reason for existing because cactuses are used in making the potions or whatever. Cool. And like floating islands. Cacti. As long as they introduce penguins at some point. Yeah, I wonder if there will be an Arctic. There's already sharks down in the ocean and jellyfish <laughs> and coral, which is used for another one of the potions. So again, it's like overthinking it. I'm not sure how an Arctic biome would fit, though, because you're not really going north or south. But then again, I guess in Minecraft, it's just like here is some random snow area. <laughs> so I guess it's the same. It would probably be fine. Or just make it, you know, so there's a really high up area. Or, or they could just do it like how Dwarf Fortress does it, where like one end of the map is hot and the other end is cold. <laughs> and then it radiates between them. It could, well, it could be an option. But maybe sort of like randomised biomes or... Or, yeah, or gradient biomes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. As long as you mush your face in it. <laughs> if you like it. Yeah, if you like it. Don't do it otherwise. <laughs> and it might look a bit silly otherwise. <laughs> Although you are still ruining it if you mush your face in it. So then if you, if you don't like it... If you, you don't like it, mush your face in it only you, harder. You can show your disgust by mushing your face in it. It's like, if you want to get involved in it, mush your face in it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an opinion about it, mush your face in it. <laughs> uh, right, I'm done. And it's way too warm in here, so let's hurry up and finish this. Yeah, it's quite hot. It's getting quite boily. Yeah. But that's the side effect of summer, don't you know? 
Yeah, we're going to be fucked. We need like a fan or something for our next recording. We can't have a fan though because everyone can hear it. Yeah, that's We need good. a silent fan. Nah, we'll just... You need a Dyson silent fan. They're expensive, those things. Are they silent though? They're not that quiet. No. Well, I'm sure they're not quiet on a microphone where air goes past it all the time. Don't blow your air virus. That's been in your warm, moist lungs. <laughs> moist. Moist. So, Rob what Kemp, have you been playing? What have you been playing? I've not got much time to talk about this, which is probably mm. to your benefit, because I've not been playing much. Well, yeah. Pretty well, much my figured? entire time has been on Valkyria Chronicles. Indeed. Um, I watched you play an epic, <laughs> a ridiculously long mission again. Well, most missions do last well over an hour towards the what I'm yeah, assuming one, is now the end of the game. That one that I was watching was, a, that went to, was quite a lot more than an hour. Yeah, no, that was a couple of hours, that one. There, there's been some more a bit like that where they've... There, there was one mission in particular that lasted a couple of hours, mainly because the start of it is fucking harsh. All your guys are out in the open at the start and the enemy boss character can shoot across the entire length of the level right at you at that at that start point. So unless you move all your dudes to safety, you're going to lose a lot of dudes at the start. And then I remembered I had smoke bombs so I could hide them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I basically wasted a fuck ton of time forgetting that I had smoke rounds. Yeah, tactics. It, yeah. Again, that was that was another one of those things where I didn't really. There was an obvious mechanic that had only really been used in one mission up to this point, and then it's like, oh wait, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, and and that, that was a great help. It's it's lengthy this thing. I mean, I'm talking. I'm now thirty hours in, mm. and there's still more to do. I've only done half the skirmish missions. And you haven't been so, replaying anything either. No, I haven't been. I haven't been. I haven't been. Yeah, other than that one time where I failed a number of times. Yeah, I haven't really been replaying. Um, I've got a few more side missions to do. These are different from the skirmishes. You get these side reports that you can buy that offer you an extra mission most of the time. Like there was that one about Largo, and he was very passionate about stopping the Imperial troops from uh, um, stopping the uh, transport of vegetables. <laughs> so you do that mission he and fucking loves vegetables he fucking loves vegetables so you un- that unlocks his capability of when you're in the countryside of going vegetables <laughs> <laughs> and, then getting yeah. a, and then getting a random boost it's like those random boosts get even more fucked up as the game goes on like there's <laughs> I think vegetables is pretty fucked up as vegetables the there's, well, there's, there's one character in particular who's just a little bit creepy uh, it's one of the engineers who's a girl called Dallas but it's like she has her her abilities are, um, or a couple of her potentials are Alicia Lover, so it's like yay lesbians, um, and, and the other one is fancies women and dislikes and, boys and dislikes boys. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> yay lesbians. But the thing she says when she gets fancies women actually k- kicks in is just a, that little bit weird. She just sort of goes, "It's our own secret garden," <laughs> and it's just like what? The... Just... <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> Ew. Secret garden. <laughs> they just can't help but sort of go, that's a bit awkward. There's lots of bushes in this garden, are there? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, it's still going on. It's, it's got to the point, where I think about halfway through the game, or what I think is halfway through the game, you've pretty much discovered every mechanic there is. Not, not much has really opened up. You get to the stage where you level up your characters enough that they become elites, and that gives them new abilities, of which the only useful one is the ability for scouts to throw grenades for a longer distance. <laughs> they get a grenade launch. That's called the Rand Greaser, um, which you saw me use earlier. Actually useful. Was, yeah. that, that's actually useful. 
Um, get you get, you get up f- out of the grass. It's... Yeah, <laughs> you get a flamethrower for the shock troopers, which is fucking terrible. You might as well just shoot them in the face. It's a short range. Yeah, it's a short range area effect weapon. I mean, you can hit more than one person with your sweep, but it just doesn't do enough damage unless you put some serious points into upgrading it. So you might as well just shoot people in the face, which is what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and you do get a second tank at the halfway point, which is quite nice. That... Is it getting harder? As I said, there's been, a couple, there's been a couple of missions where they're, they're, they're thrown in where they have quite a spike until you figure out what it is you need to do to get, get around right. them. Okay. But the way with a lot of these missions work is sort of like standard strategy affair where towards the end of the mission, unless they throw in a curveball story event, by the end of the mission you're quite on top of the enemy. So it's like the last few turns or something come, become quite easy because you've, if you've planned it well and you've executed it well then there's nothing much they can do. So it's just. So it like, doesn't have a kind of... It's like, you know, come on, a Conquer 1, you had to find the last enemy on the map and kill them. And then in more modern ones, it's like, oh, yeah, you've won. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Well, it, it never... There's only been, like, that one side mission I was playing earlier, which was actually to kill everyone on the level. Right. And at a certain point, the level happens and they all start running away. So it's like, fuck, can't let them escape. Right. But and usually uh, you don't have to defeat every battle. No, usually it's just get to the objective. <laughs> well... Right. Well, there's been a couple where it's destroy a major target, but not every target. Yeah. Like, destroy the big fuck-off tanks that are coming from in a pincer movement from each end of the level. <laughs> With constantly respawning constant enemies. Yeah, that one took fucking ages. And that's why me, like, Zach understands that Vise from uh, Skies of Arcadia is, like, the most fucking awesome character <laughs> he's ever. He's totally owning everything somehow. He's, he's, he's unstoppable. And he's awesome as well, because he's, like, every time, every time something happens, he's, like, really, like, ha-ha! <laughs> it's, like... Like um, when you shoot at people at point blank range, or throw a grenade at them, or do anything, he pretty much just goes dance, punk, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, he was totally destroying. And, and he loves getting shot at. It's <laughs> just <laughs> bizarre. It was just funny how, how we—I don't know—it must have just been very convenient coincidence that that one bit of cover that you put him in was in the exact location where every enemy was just walking straight up to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, hello, die. <laughs> yeah, survivors so amazing. <laughs> it's got he's also great because he's also quite a strong character in the sense that he's effective but he's not one of those characters that has there's a few of the main story characters have this thing where they grant you an extra command point which is like your um, currency of what you're allowed to do in, in a, on a turn by turn basis right. and it's like some of the, the story characters like Rosie Alicia and Largo for instance all give you an extra command point if you have them in the, on the field Vise isn't one of these people, so you don't have to feel so bad if he gets fucked up. So you just send him into most scenarios, and he wins most scenarios. <laughs> so it's like, that's awesome. I can keep my other team just standing about, giving me extra points. And he has sort of, he has pretty good potentials as well. Yeah, like super damage is quite effective. And as I say, the, the So what the is challenge, potential exactly? Uh, like a, a, a potential <laughs> is a special bonus or detriment there can be bad ones that happen under certain circumstances and or randomly right so he his more random one is like super damage where he just goes it's a bad day to mess with me and then just owns everything okay um and another one of his good ones is if if he's walking into on a lot of oncoming fire he goes our hero's in trouble now and gets like extra defense so he just puts up with it (laughs) So his his abilities are amazing, basically. They're just like, <laughs> charge the fuck in, <laughs> which is great. That's basically my tactic for the game with him. It's like, charge the fuck in. Potential. Yeah, potential. 
can potentially the fuck in. But yeah, you don't, you don't have much control over those. They just sort of happen. Like the fancies women thing is a potential or Alicia lover. And it's a... Uh, but those are more situational. Yeah, you have to be near... There, there are a few situational ones as well, like yeah, likes men, um, hates men, hates the Darksons, you know, the racist undertones return. So some characters sort of don't get on if they're near the, the Darksons. They go, yeah. Although a few characters lose that ability later on, so they just don't mind. <laughs> um, obviously, Veggie Maniac is quite a random one. There's some, there's some super strange <laughs> ones, like Welkin has um, Country Bread. Oh, no, no, it's not Country, it's Nature Lover. So uh, he's, he'll be driving around the field, and every now and then he'll just go, Gotta love nature! And then he gets like a bonus, <laughs> if you're like driving around in fields and stuff. He's cool. And Alicia has one. I think that I think Alicia's is country bred, where she'll just you'll walk around and everyone goes, "Can't beat the smell of fresh soil." <laughs> Gets like a bonus. <laughs> so there's some random things. But the best bit of speech in the game, and I showed Dan this earlier because it's amazing. <laughs> it's like when when you get um, uh, commendation. Yeah, you get called into the audience of Princess Cordelia, <laughs> and um, she she sort of basically goes, "In honor of your manifold accomplishments, please accept this honor." And it's like, we've already said honour twice. So what does Welkin respond to that with? It's an honour! <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yes, I just said that. Yes, it is an honour. <laughs> so that's great. It, it is a good game. It is quite lengthy. And I, actually, the more I play it, the more I can sort of see my, see how it actually might, would work on a handheld. It's like my initial like Ooh. problems. Go play Advanced again. Well, exactly. If Advanced Works works on a handheld, I sort of like my initial worries with it being a console game sort of weren't founded. Well, like, I was, so two and three on the PSP will probably be all right. It was like what I was thinking earlier about how we how there clearly needs to be an Advanced Wars 3DS. Yeah, because I mean, obviously they have to have a new Advanced Wars for the new DS. Yeah, but I was like, how would you? What it's like? I was trying to think because obviously the idea of the 3DS now is. Every game has to implement one of the stupid features, like the 3D or the gyroscope. Yeah, they all have to be 3D, right? I don't think they all do have to be totally 3D. Hmm. You can just have some throwaway 3D and then have most of the game be 2D. Presumably that would be a bit restrictive if Nintendo forced you to make it 3D. Hmm. uh, So I was thinking, like, how could Advance Wars possibly implement one of these stupid features in order so that it can come out? But then I just thought, well, obviously what what, what it can do is just be like Valkyrie Chronicles... Where you have your basic normal 2D top-down advanced or square-based view, but then when you put in the order, it zooms into an actual 3D landscape, and then you see the guys running around and shooting. Yeah, well, that would be cool. That would be cool. That, yeah. That's basically how they have to do it now. Yeah, hurry up! <laughs> I, I, had a up just... I had a go on a 3DS in a shop, uh, and I think it might. Um, I could Breaking only, news! I could only move <laughs> the slider up a tiny bit because it went out of focus really quick. But I think that was thinking about it that's because of course it was attached to the thing and you couldn't move it up to your face so I presume if you move your, the console closer you and can you didn't move the slider higher and lean forward like, no. well you know what you got to do if you like it you got to move the face it. <laughs> that is true it's <laughs> <laughs> actually true that's what they should have done yeah play a bit of pilot wings it was, uh, pilot wings yep <laughs> it was Did, a game. Didn't make me want to get it, of course, but uh, that's the 3DS for you. Apparently Ocarina of Time is what will make you want to get it, even well, though it's a I've game already, you've played so many times before. I've played that a lot of times, to be fair. And not even a long time, because i played the GameCube port, so it's not even we're going back that far to since I last played it three of times. So, uh, but it's better. 
Yeah, one day I'll get it and play through it on the 3DS, but it won't be for a while. I, I'm thinking I'm actually quite... Having watched all the videos of the PS Vita, I'm actually interested now, despite the fact that I was saying that I wasn't. <laughs> I well, think you, you're actually out of the three of us, the one that's more likely to have the correct scenario to use it as I well. do have this commute thing, and I could just play Wipeout <laughs> on it, which, which would be quite good, I think. Uh even if Wipeout was the only good game that ever came out on that system, I think I'd still... And Little Big Planet would be quite fun. Mm. Uh, and uh, it just looks like a nice piece of kit. And, and Uncharted looks pretty really cool. I like the, the touch screen stuff. I don't think it's going to be... Well, the touch screen conceptual stuff, I'm not, I wasn't so sure about the climbing via touch. Yeah, stuff, I agree. But... I would just ignore that. Because yeah. they made it completely optional. What did they, they said their philosophy was play the way you want to, didn't mm. they? So that sounds nice. But the touchscreen stuff on the edge of the screen did seem quite good, that you could just lift your your thumb off the thumbstick and you could just press onto the screen mm. to an extent. So yeah, I'm Does quite... Ocarina of Time, out of interest, have a special name, or is it just Ocarina of Time? Confusing? 3D. 3D. Oh, they did add 3D to them. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes tagging it easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or more confusing for the database. <laughs> no, it'll be easy for the database. Anyway. Once you yeah. finish typing the whole thing. Yeah. You can't, you, you can't semi-type search it. Anyway, right. three minutes. Yeah, yeah, we're getting to the end of this one. Uh, so cool. we can get out of this goddamn room. It's very warm. <laughs> yes. Well, we can open some windows and yeah. so the children don't make noises. Children! Or make noises that the internet can hear. Yes. Or of people funking their way past. <laughs> yes. I guess they have like... R&B cars. I think there's special air conditioning in uh, studios that makes it a nice temperature, but... Quiet. Most, you most, most building air conditioning is air silent, really, isn't it? No, no, no air conditioning really. can be quite loud. Well, it yeah. can be. Yeah, but they must have to have special considerations. You probably just have a series of vents in the ceiling with an aircon unit a long way away. Though. Yeah, probably. Or if it's a big enough building and lots of insulation and stuff. Yeah. Well, if it's insulated from the inside, it'll be insulated from the outside. Yeah. yeah then you're only dealing with body heat. You're not dealing with summer, which is what's hitting us at the moment. Yeah, rays coming through the window. Ah, saying, go outside, don't play computer games. Or saying, no! Screw you! <laughs> shut, all the, shut all the curtains! Don't make me act with my skin. Play Valkyria Conquer. They can't be pickled, man. They'd be like facing it. Uh-oh. If you like it, then you should have missed the face, man. You didn't think it. Don't be mad with the scene. <laughs> so, so yes, thanks for joining us. Domo. <laughs> Domo, arigato. And, uh, and we've still got like two minutes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're never on time to finish correctly. No. Even after our momentarily stupidity. It's an honour. <laughs> you should be looking at it. You should like get it down and look at it and go, it's an honour. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, he, he gets it he looks at it and then just goes you can have it back it's an honour he's like fuck that that's, that's a pretty shit honour as far as honours go upon my own honour this is lame <laughs> manifold accomplishments I don't actually know what the word manifold means like, I keep thinking it's part of a craft or something <laughs> well it is but that's not what it means in that context Manifold is like a like an array, you know, it's like a bunch of things. For your bunch of accomplishments, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Words. Yeah. I'm lending. You're lending? Lending. 
You're lending. I'm lending you. You're like, lending you some stupidity. I'm lending point. you my educational requirements. This is the greatest last five minutes of any podcast <laughs> in history, I think. Uh, we're really bad ending. Good ears. <laughs> Good ears, everyone. Uh, Wind it. Join us again next time on the Sandcast for... What? Well, something there's a, yeah, I might start Bulletstorm. More games and uh, more random crap. <laughs> Inclusion of Valkyria Chrononopicals, or, or as Naomi calls it, Valkyria Bornicals. <laughs> now all we have to wow. do this evening is switch on the headline set of Beyonce and sing a little, if you like it, then you ought to mash your face, your face in it. it. <laughs> along. So, bye everybody. Bye. Say goodbye for two seconds. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> you like it, then you should have mushed your face in it.